Welcome, everyone, to episode 62 of the Uncharted Territory podcast. My name is Chad Olson, and I am so excited tonight. We are having our big 2021 Legends Year in Review. And as you'll see, this episode could be titled, subtitled, Crisis on Infinite Podcasts. So let me introduce first the regulars to this crazy wild crew. How about uh, Tim Dalton, Buffalo, New York? How are you doing, sir? How was your holiday? Everything was great, Chad. Thanks. Uh, everything's good here. Weather is uh, as you would expect in, in Buffalo for December, although not really much snow going on. But uh, we got temperatures around 40. It's a little bit about, about five degrees above normal. And we're going to be probably in that, uh, that 40 degree range uh, un until the weekend. And then it looks like things might uh, get a little chilly, although we might hit 50 on Saturday. So um, before things get cold. So we'll get the quick warm up before we get the deep freeze. So we'll see that how that goes. Bouncing temperatures, always good for the sinuses. Stuart Lowry out in Virginia. How you doing, sir? How was your holiday? My holiday has been swell, Chad, and it continues to be swell. And I anticipate it will remain swell for the rest of the holiday. Uh, and I'm feeling very Marvel team up tonight. I really don't know why, but I guess we'll see, see what how that uh, takes place, transpires as we move along. The weather here has been downright bizarre. On Christmas Day, we touched 74 degrees. It was a record. Uh, that is just not the kind of weather to put you in the Christmas spirit. However, it's back down to at least the low 60s, which we will keep until probably next Monday when we all go back to work and it'll be 42 and gross. But, uh, you know, for now, not bad. And uh, looking forward to the discussion this evening with my friends. All right, very good. Baby brother Corey Olson in Maplewood, Minnesota. How are you? I'm doing fine, big brother. Thank you for asking. Uh, weather in uh, Minnesota here was kind of weird also. Um, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, very little snow on the ground, got into the 40s, felt more like spring. I wouldn't say autumnal. I wouldn't say that. Say that. Uh, no, no. But then I think it was uh, the 26th, got hit with some snow and ice. Uh, and then today, as well as we record on the 28th, uh, got a, a few more inches as well. So now it's it's feeling more like Minnesota winter. Um, but you know, that's okay. We're on break this week. Got a few more days off. Just have my wrestling team practicing during the day and, uh, otherwise get to spend time with the family. I got my new cards in the mail. I'm looking forward to laminating and organizing them. And I'm really looking forward to tonight's episode. This is going to be a, a big episode. So I hope everybody enjoys it. All right. Thank you, Corey. Yeah. We had the same experience on, uh, uh, December 26th. We were over visiting my in-laws in Dubuque, Iowa, and that, what was it was it christmas night and i don't know i get confused anymore uh no night of the 26th go outside and it's just sleeting it was horrible especially because i did not have my hat on and i'm follically challenged and it was really hitting me on the ball it hurt it hurt and then we had more of this ice we got home yesterday fine and then this morning it was icing again and my dogs refused to go outside and then they finally went outside because they couldn't wait any longer. But uh, really weird kind of cruddy weather. We're just like in the 20s, 30s this week and might have some more snow. It looks like on Saturday on uh, to ring in the new year. Speaking of ringing in the new year on Saturday, I'm conducting my first wedding. I am a licensed wedding official by the Ministry Marriage Association of America or something. And yeah, two of my good friends I've known for 20 years asked me to marry them. So 
ring announcing wrestling or ring announcing wedding officiant. There's nothing I can't do. 2022. I, re- I remember be my this year. guy from Galacticon that married a couple that he knew. Yeah, that was a different, different story. Oh, he made okay. that dagger yeah. Mac guy. I remember. Oh, that. yeah. Oh, okay. That's a good one. That was good. Yeah. So if anybody wants to get married at Galacticon or the TNT Hall of Fame weekend, Hit me up. I'm your guy. Renewal of vowels. Mike and Stacy might be romantic in Waterloo. Talk to her. I bet she'd love that. So, as I may have uh, hinted to, um, you know, we got some guest stars today. We have our friends. The the whole team from Roll Up is over here, and we're going to talk uh, legends and our, our favorite releases of 2021. So, let's go first over to, let's see, we'll go geographically, geographically closest to me. Sam Fain, Chicago, Illinois. How are you, sir? How was your holiday? I'm great, Chad. It is a pleasure to be here. Uh, it's fantastic to see all your faces. Holiday was great. You know, uh, three and a half year old made it uh, all the better seeing her really kind of get it for the first time and her excitement over everything was was definitely my favorite part. Um, and the today was interesting. We, we drove back home from Indianapolis today, uh, which is where my in-laws are, and uh, it was a wintry mix about oh i'd say a third of the way back which turned straight out to just ice and snow and etc all the way back home uh but it was it was you know once we got back it was really nice to see snow on the ground in chicago because we haven't had any at all this year so far or well this season anyway uh since probably april you know early april late march of this year there's been no snow which is a rarity here uh in chicago so it was nice to come back and see snow on the ground the aforementioned three and a half year old was very excited about that. And uh, uh, yeah, so it's good to be back home. It's great to be here. Uh, I can't promise I won't be a little bit punchy because as you all know, being behind the wheel of a car for four and a half hours in the snow can sometimes do that to you. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to talking about Legends tonight. I predict you'll still be more with it than Stu will in the latter hours of this <laughs> podcast. So No doubt. All right. I, I'm not good at geography, but I think Mike is closer. Mike Molesky, how are you, sir? And Todd is like, yes, you idiot. Yeah, he's way closer. <laughs> I, th- I thought so, but you know. I, I'm, de- I'm definitely closer. I'll just, t- I'll, I'll just say I beat Todd on this one. But All no, right. it's great, great to be here with you guys. Um, the uh, weather forecast in suburban Philadelphia is uh, like much like the rest of you. It's been a little weird, but uh, I think we've been in the 40s right now. They're, I'm being told maybe 60s Saturday, but then a plunge back into the 30s on Monday. So uh, d- definitely not uh, autumnal uh, to uh, uh, go along with Corey there, but uh, certainly we, we've had some a little bit warmer weather than expected. So, but thrilled to be here with you guys. That's two right. drinks, uh, folks, if you're counting, then two autumnal mentions. Uh, wait, now you said autumnal. Three. I, so, and I, but I just said autumnal. So, does that mean oh like that to keep drinking? I think so. I mean, you got to follow the rules, you know. I mean, so if you, anytime someone says autumnal, you have to uh, drink. Uh, I think we're up to about six. We're now, up yep. to, yeah. Okay. Just, to, I just wanted to make sure. Right. I'm going to stop, start swearing and stop this bullshit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And last, but certainly not least, the master of not only the tournament, but of the United States Postal Service, Todd Jorschel. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Um, great holiday season here in the midst of my uh, week and a half off, which I am enjoying thoroughly. Uh, not that I'm not doing Phil Singer Games work in the middle of it too, but uh, at least off the uh, Clark Kent job, I get a little bit of a reprieve, which is nice. 
Uh, enjoyed the uh, holidays here. Um, I don't have a three and a half year old, but I do have a uh, a ten and a fourteen year old. So it's a little bit of a different Christmas experience, but uh, a good one nonetheless. Uh, put together a giant Lego uh, contraption over here. Uh, my fantasy team made it to the championship game next weekend. So all in all, a very uh, very good weekend. And uh, we did have some surprise snow on Christmas Eve which I was not expecting when I woke up, but, you know, but the uh, rain took it all away. So it was a, just a nasty wet Christmas uh, the next day. But uh, I think uh, we're looking the forties most of the rest of the week here in, uh, in Connecticut, uh, I think up to fifties with uh, monsoons and over the weekend, and then uh, back down to some freezing weather next week is the, uh, the forecast in this part of the country. All right. There. You and did you guys just hear that noise? That was actually Grant's head exploding from seven unique weather forecasts right here. What a Lego set did you get, Todd? Well, I didn't get any, but I had a couple oh. that I've kind of built up there. So I did put together the Razor Crest from the Mandalorian. Oh, nice. I finally got a chance to put that one together, which is neat. I still have my Lego most Eisley, which is over 3,000 pieces. I wasn't, I, I wasn't up for that one yet. Someday I will be, though. But That uh, sounds amazing. Well, yeah, the, the nine-year-old and I put together the Millennium Falcon that he got for Ooh, Christmas. So it's, nice. that's, it's, it sounds like it's a Star Wars Phil Singer mm -hmm. uh, Christmas here. Well, not to be contrary, contrary, but uh, my son, my 21-year-old, wanted the Batman Tumblr, the Lego Tumblr. It's like, okay. So he, he got that. I haven't, I haven't seen him since. So I don't know if he got it put together, if he's working on that in his day off today or what. But I'm excited. I worked my last day of 2021 for this i was gonna work tomorrow and thursday i'm like no i'm gonna take days off i was so excited because i got that package from todd last night with those fine filsinger games products and after i had done working today i got started sorting them and and sleeving up the cards which Corey and i were talking about is kind of a fun activity that always puts you in the mood to play or at least think about playing so before we get going with our today's big topic since we have the whole filsinger uh shipping and production team here any updates or aftermath from the quarter four releases um you know i we, we talked about maybe a, a new segment called wtf as in where the fuck is the ringside companion so mike do you have a little update about that oh Stu's drinking yeah Stu, Stu just drink because the chad may curse more and more and more um no i i mean we're, we're working on it i i think that you know we've talked about it on the boards that that we um ultimately got to a point in the production where we found a bunch of matches that we realized we had omitted and we we had the choice between putting out a partial release putting out a release that wasn't properly vetted for lack of a better uh term or holding off making sure we got it right and you know doing it the the phil singer games away which is ultimately the option we chose um we we felt it was better for folks to get a good solid product from uh that they would be happy with rather than something that was rushed or not thoroughly reviewed so that that was the option we took or not complete i guess was the other option and and none of those were acceptable to us so we decided to hold it um we, we did another review. We're working on it. We want to do one final review and hopefully that'll be going to, to press very soon. Um, and I'll just say that we're, we're not looking to hold this till the March release. I'll just put it that way. 
Oh no. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, no. I just I just don't want to hear Chad curse at me. No. Uh, if 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 we were to hold it. No, this this will be a January ship date. So it's it's just um hopefully uh, a early January is what we're shooting for right now. But you know, that the part of that is I don't want to like destroy Todd either. So <laughs> I, I, yeah, think I, 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 I think I think he's just over. At- I think he's just over stuffing envelopes. So we, we need to get make sure the carpal tunnel doesn't set in. Yeah, that, that was a rough 48 hours after I got back from my business trip just to make sure everything got out. But uh, yeah, everything did get out. And people have been getting them. Uh, I think uh, I don't know if any made over overseas just yet, but uh, I have heard most people have uh, have gotten everything, which is, is good to hear. Uh, but yeah, as soon as we get everything, we'll, uh, as soon as I get everything here uh, at Federation headquarters, Connecticut, then uh, I, will, I will get it out as soon as possible. And as, as we kind of mentioned before, you know, if you ordered upgraded shipping on your main stuff and we've already sent it that way, we'll, we'll send it the same way uh, for the ringside companion there. Just, you know, if you paid express, uh, you'll get an express. That's a very cool, cool offer and a good way to deal with things. And yeah, I think this thing just got, it, it just mushroomed and got bigger than we expected. And, uh, you know, I know some people were, kind of frustrated because it was supposed to be a holiday present, that sort of thing. And, you know, we apologize, but I think in the long run, you're, it'll be worth it. And since I've been in an editing mode, every time I ship off a, a draft to Mike, I start working on the volume two even more. So we will get that turned around. And yeah, I, I think we'll get that knocked out in 2022 a lot better because we know what we're doing. We're, you know, a lot of the problems from my standpoint were, because we had various creators over the years putting these things together, the formatting was so different. And, you know, some used you and the opponent and others used the wrestler on offense and the wrestlers are on defense. And I'm just looking at this thing. It's like, I can't do this because it was just driving my OCD crazy and I had to fix them all. So I think we got those all reversed and we're going through the same process with volume two. And I put together some best practices. So anybody creating a match for the Phil Singer universe in the future, we're going to follow these. So it'll be easier to compile them in the long run. Well, and I just want to take a moment to, to follow up on that chat is I, you, you and Corey and, and Tim, you know, all did, you know, great work on this in terms of looking through stuff. I know like we, we, we spent, and, and, I, and people need to know we spent months working on this and then found stuff late, you know, and, and that, that's the truth of it. You know, we were looking at every source we could find and we just realized we, we missed some stuff and we don't want to do that. And but you guys did outstanding work and anybody who's wondering, you know, why did it all happen? You know, why did they try and put something together late? It, that wasn't it at all. This has been in the works for a long time. It's just that there was such a mass volume of material and we happen to unearth some unaccounted for stuff and you know i i stand by you know what we did but i just want everybody to know how hard you know people have been working on this for 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 the the community so i just want to give you guys a shout out for all the work you did i i appreciate that i wasn't looking for the pat on the back but um it's it's been a chore but it's going to be awesome all right, let's get going. Um, well, no, we got one other little bit of late breaking news today. Um, we have confirmed within the team here who the wrestlers, the entire roster for Legends Expansion 9 and Promoter Prime Quarter 1 in the Legends universe will be. So um, 
you know, we're going to dive into that too and get cracking on that as we bring the, the ringside companion to a close too. We'll get the, get this ball rolling and it'll be an exciting set. And I think it'll be a set that is a little more vague in its, um, what do I want to say? Vague in the theme, but it'll be a bunch of great wrestlers from a, a, a certain era. And Mike might want this all. Don't, 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 don't make me censor you just yeah. now. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's early for the buzzer. I don't need to go to the buzzer yet. All right. Well, I'll be quiet so we can get going because, like I said, Stu's going to be tapping out soon because this is going to be a long show. So today, our topic is our favorite five Legends of Wrestling releases for 2021. Now, tag teams count as one selection. You do get one honorable mention, so play that card wisely. And I used a uh, randomizer to determine who is speaking in what order. And as I look at the list, I'm like, it really was a crappy randomizer because it kind of split our podcast in half and stuck you three in the middle. So, <laughs> oh, well, hey, that's what we'll do. So first, we're going to go to Tim Dalton with your um, with your selection. I guess the one thing I want to say is, you know, by my expert calculations, when I totaled everything up today and then Todd quickly proved me that I was wrong because I forgot four cards, we had 52 cards in 2021. So you could have brought a new wrestler into your promotion every week this year, fans. And, you know, I know I'm one of the, the old guard around here, you know, in the community. But if you told me back in 1989 or 1990, I would get three new cards a quarter, let alone 52 cards in one year, I would have lost my mind. And that's just in the Legends products. That's not counting the Indies. That's not counting Champions of the Galaxy and all the various products under that banner. So it is just an awesome time to be a Phil Singer Games fan. And, and thank you, everybody, all you fans, for supporting all the cool projects that Phil Singer Games produced in 2021 and is going to do in 2022. And I say that not knowing anything about the other lines. I just stick to my little Legends line and see what's going on there. So I'm excited to see things. You know, I got the sets the other day, and we have uh, Rob doing that killer FTR set that was fun fun to read and and you know he's handed it off to, to todd and sam and i know they're going to do excellent stuff with that and the indies women's set brought a lot of great female talent 11 new cards there with the pro prime so um just a lot of great stuff this last quarter so now i'll shut up tim what's your selection so are, are we gonna are we gonna go around one by one or am i yes. just dropping all? okay so no, we'll go around but one by one and i guess i didn't make my list in any particular order if you yeah, have I didn't order, either. That's fine. But, but I can not, I can make okay one too. up. That's whatever you want to do. So so is the honorable mention first then, or it could be. Okay. Okay. If you'd like. Sure. Let's do a round of honorable mentions. Okay. Well, I'll, how about we do an honorable mention in our in our number five? Do it. All right. Great executive decision, Chad. As as always, we're way planned out here. That's this it. is not conducive to the ringside companion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as my honorable mention, because it's somebody I probably wouldn't use that much, but I think was just such a great signing for the game as a whole. I'm going to go with Kurt Angle as my honorable mention, just getting someone of that caliber from that era, I think is just great. Arguably, you know, one of the best in ring guys, he was a good draw. I mean, there was no weakness in the game. Uh, for him. So having him sign up and, and, and come into the, the, the game universe for us, I just think that was fantastic. 
Um, and, and I, like I said, you know, just a huge name from that, that time period. So, um, was really happy to get him in. And then, um, my number five, I'll go a little bit off the board, but somebody who was always a favorite of mine that I just love to watch in the ring because he was just an entertaining son of a gun. Uh, the unpredictable Johnny Rods will be my number five. He was one of those guys when I used to go to shows in Rochester where he had, even though he was an undercard guy, he had his own little cult following and people just really liked that guy, whether he was fighting the heels, fighting the babies, uh, didn't matter. I mean, he put on a good show and he was entertaining every time out. So, um, so for me, I'm, I'm going to go Johnny Rods as my number five. All right. Very good. Corey, you are next on the completely super random randomizer list. So what do you have? I'm going to do my honorable mention and my number five right away. Honorable mention, you know, maybe not a name we'd look at from the, these 52 and pick right away, but just kind of the reaction his card got and, um, the, the, the desire to get it if you missed it. Uh, I'm going to go with my new friend, Nacho Barrera. Uh, we signed him at the end of 2020. Um, and when we were kind of looking for a card to do for the perennial at the start of the year, I kind of, I don't know if it was Chad or I suggested it to, to Todd and Mike, but I said, hey, let's do Nacho Barrera. And, and just again, to see the, the reaction that people gave, hey, you know, I want this card. And anybody got an extra card? And, um, you know, it's just, and, and I've gotten to know Nacho through Facebook. I message him, kind of check in with him and, and he's a great guy. And I think, and he was so honored. He put his artwork on Facebook and, uh, talked about his new friends and all this. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give props to, to Nacho Barrera. Uh, and then for my number five, uh, kind of sticking with the AWA, um, you know, I didn't really watch this team at the time, but having gone back and watched footage, uh, and I'm counting them as a team, obviously, but I was very excited to get Buddy Rose and Doug Summers in the fall four pack set. Um, you know, even early on when Buddy Rose was in black and white, I just always thought, oh, it'd be great to have Doug Summers just to give him something else to do, a natural partner and everything. And, and they're not going to be beating the Road Warriors and the Rock and Roll Express, but they can give you competitive matches. And just that legacy, their time in the AWA, feuding with the Midnight Rockers. Um, I'm, I'm, and again, props to Travis Heckle. He signed Doug Summers. So uh, it's just great that we were finally able to get him and, and reunite that great AWA tag team. So that's my number five pick. Fantastic answer, Corey. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Mike, you're next on the board. Well, I mean, it, I think it tells you what a great year we had that Tim Dalton puts Kurt Angle as his num- honorable mention doesn't even crack the top five. I mean, it, that's to have a, a name like that, you know, as an honorable mention is awesome. Uh, so I'm going to go in a different direction uh, with my honorable mention. I'm going to go with the uh, first release we did of the year, and that's I'm going to go with the Great Gamma uh, for our uh, uh, vintage fans. I think that he's such a, a huge name that, um, you know, I'd always kind of wanted, you know, I know he was a favorite of a lot of people, and that's sort of what drew me to be interested in him. And I'd heard of him, but then I did more research on him, and I think he's just an outstanding add to the uh, – Phil Singer verse. And then uh, for my number five, um, I'm going to go with the referee card we did in the ringside companion uh, pack because, you know, having Beard, Morella, and Worley in the game is awesome. I, I remember when Worley was signed, I was there with Tom when he signed him. Um, Joey Morella refed um, yeah, a ton of matches that I loved 
you know, growing up in the Northeast. And then Beard is just such a good guy. Like to having met him this year. Um, so just to have those three guys in a three pack to me and one card is awesome. So I'm going to put them as my number five. All right. Very good. And I agree. James Beard is awesome. And whenever I say his name, my, my wife being a foodie always goes, you mean the, the chef? I'm like, no, different guy. Yeah. I guess he gets the James, that card gets the James Beard award for. Yes. Legends cards. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Sam, you're up next. Oh boy. Uh, so I, I did things a little bit differently and uh, I want a little input as to how you think I should go with this because initially what I decided to do was have my top five be all new cards and then decided my honorable mentions would be cards that had gotten an update, but I did, you know, decide to throw in a couple of names that were new cards. So, um, you know, host with the most, tell me, do we want to just stick with like new cards or, or, or color updates, fair game as well, obviously, you know, oh, yeah. what, what do you think? It's right. whatever you want. You do you. All right, cool. Well, then in that case, I like I said, I, for, for my honorable mentions, I mostly included people that uh, that were updates. And, um, you know, in the spirit of keeping things uh, brief, my my number one uh, honorable mention was was Roddy Piper. Um, I was so excited to see a color card for him. I think including him in the Traco Stez set was just awesome. I love the artwork. I love the the new stats and, and you know, mechanics. And I think that... Um, uh, he, you know, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I feel like I've been able to learn so much more about him over the past year or two, in particular with, uh, you know, some of the footage that I've seen from, from Los Angeles in particular recently. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he's just awesome. I love him. And I'm so glad that he got the color update. Um, for my number five uh, on my top five list, uh, this one kind of came out of nowhere even for me as I was putting my list together because I was surprised that this name uh, would just pop into my head like it did. And at first I thought maybe it's not going to make the top five, but uh, it did. And I'm, I'm really happy with him being there. And that is Lightning Rod Fenton. Um, I, I just I loved learning about him. I didn't know anything about him at all until, you know, his name kind of came across my desk, so to speak, when Todd was having me write the teasers and reading old newspaper articles about him uh, was just fascinating. And then of course, you know, getting the card, seeing the stats, reading Stu's bio, like just what an awesome card. What a wonderful card in that vintage set that really straddles the line between those, you know, that vintage era and kind of moving slowly but surely into, you know, the more entertainment era of, a, you know, that would that would really epitomize the 50s, uh, even though he didn't wrestle that long. So I just thought he was a unique character, great card, uh, fantastic stats and, and love uh, the opportunity to have somebody like that uh, who brings kind of a unique uh, element to your Fed. Right. Very good. Yeah, I agree. He was, he was a fun guy and thanks, you know, again to Pike Mojo uh, for, for getting him involved with the game. Cause he was, he was somebody I'd never heard of. And then you read about him and then, you know, learned he later had this whole career as a promoter down in Arizona. Um, you know, maybe someday we, we bring him in as a, some kind of commissioner card or something. And he could probably attack the, the heels or the babies with a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Todd. 
Okay, so uh, with my honorable mention, I'm going to echo uh, Corey's name from earlier and go with Nacho Barrera. Uh, yeah, this one, completely unexpected. Nacho Mania ran wild <laughs> all over the Phil Sear Games universe. Uh, it was cool. It was, kind of, it was our first you know, con exclusive card that we've had for a virtual con. I think right there, just, you know, kind of a landmark thing with that and just kind of people seeing, you know, the rarity of that and whatnot. It was a fun guy to, to add in there. And, and uh, yeah, I was very glad to see that. And yeah, I know we did a couple of signed cards, which uh, also fetched some nice money for the uh, Trigos Thes Hall of Fame. But overall, I think a great addition there. My number five, I'm going to give to another con exclusive card. And this was to the Piper's Pit card. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, just having Roddy Piper and then having that interview segment for him, us getting the permission, uh, from Kitty to do the Piper's pick card, uh, for Galacticon, I just thought was just, just awesome. And, uh, love having that as now an official color card. So those are my two. Very good. Hey, Chad, can I, I meant to mention this earlier. Yeah. Um, I want to say promoters, you know, I'm a little bit behind in updating my uh, discussion board, my USWA thread. Nacho Barrera is currently five and two in the USWA. So <laughs> look forward to seeing how he wow. wins in the coming months, gentlemen. But uh, yeah, five and two, Nacho Barrera. Nacho hey, Mania can, is running wild. Can you give <laughs> us one of his wins? I just want to know one. Sure. Well, okay. His most recent win was against George South. Um, now he had beaten South by countout a couple weeks earlier. And so this is kind of the rematch and about three or four moves into the match South, who's got a DQ of two gets DQ'd <laughs> in the opener. And it was the opener too. So we have a DQ in the opener about a minute into the match. Um, and I, you know, a little house rule here. I know some promoters do this. I roll twice for DQ. So he rolled snake eyes twice. <laughs> um, Way to kill the town, Corey. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yep. Uh, but, um, no, he's, I mean, you know, he's kind of beaten guys of that level. Um, and he, you know, he, uh, he beat, he beat Kenny J and, um, he, he lost to Jake Millman. That was one of his losses. And I think Johnny Rods, I haven't brought in the color card yet. Um, but, uh, but I think Johnny Rods was his other loss. So. So, so his record's kind of inflated, like some of those AEW yeah, guys. Then, yeah, right? yeah, you know. <laughs> this is on the USWA uh, dark then. Is that yeah, okay. there you go. <laughs> But yeah, I just had to throw that in there that he has a winning record as of this recording. That's awesome. All right, Stu, are you awake? Oh, I'm Chad. I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. All uh, right. Let's see. My honorable mention is going to go to the Moondogs uh, as a tag team, a win selection. Uh, I, I only was familiar with them, at least growing up, from their WWF days. Really didn't know them at all in terms of what they did in Memphis. As I've gotten more and more into Memphis wrestling, they were far more fun in Memphis. Uh, just And I'm like I've said many times, I'm a sucker for a brawler and an even bigger sucker for a brawling tag team. I love the Sheepherders and the Moondogs are in a similar vein. Uh, so just a fun team to have. Uh, I'm light years ahead of where I'm posting on the discussion board. So I'm already embroiled with the Fabs Moondogs feud as we speak. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. And I hope that that feud continues because it's just a blast to play out. My number five selection is Coco, Coco Ware. Uh, sweet brown sugar, if you want to call them that. It, I, I was delighted to get that promoter prime card way back when in the black and white because I, I found sweet brown sugar or that iteration of Coco Ware to be far more interesting than what he did in WWF. I mean, the guy just teamed with everybody, was just a versatile wrestler, could go heel, heel or babyface, 
as I said, he teamed with everybody. I think he even teamed with Frank Gotch at one particular time. Just a fantastic, versatile wrestler and a fun wrestler, great heel, great worker, totally underrated. And to get him in this particular era in Memphis, I think is a real steal. So those are uh, my first two picks off, off the board, as it were, Chad. All right. Well, I, I had to struggle. My honorable mention and number five were really neck and neck up until late this afternoon. And I guess the one thing I said to the guys before we started recording is like, you can look at that TNT Hall of Fame roster and you could do your top five off of that. I mean, and so we had an amazing, amazing year. Thanks to everybody's hard work. For my honorable mention, I'm going to go with Corey's number five. Playboy Buddy Rose and Doug Summers. I mean, you know, I was so excited when Travis got Doug Summers signed so we could bring in that tag team and it, you know, it, it helped also get Rose in color and set up that whole Pacific Northwest four pack. And, you know, even though we don't have the Midnight Rockers, I'm going to throw them in feuds with the fabulous ones and the Fantastics and see if we can recreate some of that magic and just two exciting guys to have. Um, my number five, um, I would be surprised if he makes anybody's list, but you never know. Um, signed him back in 2019 at CAC and he was a super nice guy. Um, and he, you know, him and Tim are technology brothers is Ranger Ross and they're, and their slider phones or their flip phones. Um, I just remember being so excited when I signed him because I just loved watching him on TV. I always loved the vault over the top rope into the combat kick on the floor and he was just a really nice guy. So, um, you know, picking on his phone, notwithstanding, um, I'm, I'm glad we got him in the game. And I think it's fun to have kind of another patriotic baby face like that. All right. We will go back up to Tim for your f- number four pick. If, if you have an order. I, I, I have kind of an order. I, I have a semblance of order, uh, but, but not much of one. Um, so my number four has been mentioned already, but I'm going to mention him again. And that would be lightning rod Fenton. Um, love this card uh, for all the same things that Sam was talking about. Just, you know, even though Chad was the one that kind of was doing the primary stats, I was looking, I was doing some digging for articles and things as well. And once I found a few, I just kept going because I'm like, well, we got enough to do the card, but I just got to find out more about this guy. Cause he's just awesome. And so I'm finding out like all the things he would use as foreign objects and, you know, stuff he would rub in people's eyes and all this stuff. And, and uh, I just thought he was, he was like the uh, kind of kind of, even though he wasn't the, the best card in that uh, in that expansion set, I think he was, he was kind of the character of that set. uh, I would say maybe along with gamma, Um, but just a great one. And and somebody I I really kind of uh, at, at some point, if I ever play again, look forward to using. So uh, lightning rod Fenton in it, number four for me. And Timmy is an absolute star in star spangled wrestling. If I ever do another card again, he's, uh, he's evolving. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks for taking him to pick before I was going to take this too. I'm here to serve. <laughs> okay. Corey, who's your number four? My number four is somebody uh, that we, or Chad, I shouldn't say we, Chad signed him in the last year. Got to meet him two years ago for the first time. You know, I'd known a little bit about him, seen some of his interviews and his matches. He's just become one of my favorite human beings apart from wrestling. And that's Thunderbolt Patterson uh, from the the TNT Hall of Fame set. 
Um, you know, I wish I wish there were a way we could reflect his interviews and his personality on the card. But that's, you know, it, just check out Thunderbolt interviews if you've never seen them before. They're such a blast, but just such a great, uh, uh, you know, just wonderful man. You know, he's become part of IPW now making some appearances in some of the, the cards. And um, I showed my wife a picture of Thunderbolt from Facebook and she said, can we call him and talk to him? So <laughs> uh, just, you know, just a wonderful human being. And, you know, even just meeting him two years ago before we talked to him about the game. I just thought, oh, I'd love to love to get him in the game. He was selling some photos, um, and I thought, oh, this would be a good one to use as a as reference for for Warner. But uh, I'm glad we were able to get it done, and really glad that he could be part of the the Tregostes set, being that he's now become a really big part of of that family. So number four, Thunderbolt Patterson, and and in the second half of the show, um, we did a little group watch that we recorded earlier. Uh, we're gonna gonna have some commentary on a, a Thunderbolt match from back in 1969. All right, very good. Well, I, I definitely approve of that pick. All right, uh, Mike, who's your number four? Well, uh, you know, my number four, and it's tough because, like, T-Bolt, if I had extra honorable mentions, if it was allowed more than one, T-Bolt was going to be one. I mean, having met T-Bolt, having, I mean, it, it's an experience. That's all I'm going to tell you. For, for those of you who haven't met T-Bolt, it's an experience. He's awesome. Um, and, and I'm really glad we have him in the set. Uh, my kids loved him. He's just a, just a great guy. Um, but for me, I, I decided uh, I'm going to go with another real interesting character, and that's Austin Idol um, for my oh, yes. number four. Um, I got to, you know, talk to Austin Idol. I did the technical check before the uh, virtual con with him to make sure we had our technical ducks in a row and, uh, you know, spoke to him on the phone a few times. Uh, just a really interesting guy, but, but a really interesting wrestler. I mean, if you look at his career arc, you know, from Iron Mike McCord to Austin Idol, very different, but, but you can see the talent, you can see um, the promos that, that he did. And just to have that kind of character in the game, I think is just an amazing get for Phil Singer games. So uh, he's my number four and he'll be pissed that he's number four. More tell him. Okay, Sam, who did you have for your number four? Uh, yeah, so for my number four, I went with Steve Kern, and I decided to kind of separate him out from the fabulous ones just because, you know, Stan Lane, obviously, we already had in the game, which is awesome. Um, and I wanted to just focus on Kern because I think that one of the amazing things about this card is it's not only do we get the fabulous ones in the game, but it represents the possibility of you know, another Steve Kern card down the road, which, you know, I, I personally am very excited about. Uh, I, I think that um, he's a really interesting guy hearing him talk about wrestling, um, whether it's that FCW documentary that WWE produced that I mentioned a while back uh, on Roll Up uh, or, in, you know, in, in one of the shoot interviews that he's done, um, one of which I love is the one that he does with Stan Lane. Just he, he's he's just such an interesting guy. Has, has such a great perspective on his career and on wrestling. Um, comes off as as being fairly ego free, which I really always appreciate about you know about the guys that uh, that do have that you know, degree of, of notoriety or fame. Um, and I just think he's it's a fantastic get for the game, and in particular for this Memphis set. Um, it was it was the cornerstone of the set to have the fabulous ones. So uh, Steve Kern is my number four. And I just want to add real quick too, that like, it was incredibly difficult to come up with this list. And, 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 and it's so easy to second guess certain things. But uh, that said, I feel pretty secure about my top five. 
Steve Kern is number four. I do have to one one correction. It wasn't a fantastic get. It was a fabulous get. Ah, yes. Yes. Thank I've you. been dropping fabulous hints for two <laughs> years on the boards because I was so excited about Steve Kern. So I wholeheartedly support your uh, selection there, Sam. Thank you very much. Okay, Todd, who do you have in the number four slot? All right, so my number four. So I, I am a sucker for uh, kind of silly cards and you know, kind of you know, offbeat, you know, manager cards. And we just released one in the last quarter, Promoter Prime, uh, that de definitely um, you know was one of my favorites, and that was the Jimmy Hart card. Uh, yeah, I think we you know definitely when we did this, you know, he's such a big part of Memphis wrestling, and uh, but so different than with the card we did a year ago um you know in kind of his his northeast days there with the megaphone so it was really cool that it's really cool that we were able to to uh you know incorporate this card there um we used uh, photo reference online kind of adjusted a little bit with uh some video footage that we found of him actually wrestling a match against uh some enhancement talent and i think it came out uh really great uh kind of crazy looking and some of his moves in the back are great i love the finisher mechanic as well that you guys added in there with you know more guys there he's able to get a stronger finisher so overall i think it's just a, a great great card what i think is the cool thing is is seeing and i'm not trying to single anybody out but seeing grant who you know seems to be kind of a lifelong wwf fan really jump and, and get involved in the memphis because of his love for jimmy hart in the oh, wwf yeah. and now he's running a memphis territory and stuff so i, I just think that's just shows how exciting this game can be when you learn about new guys, whether it's Jimmy Hart or Lightning Rod Fenton or whoever, and you you learn more about a different time you weren't exposed to. Uh, absolutely, no, it's cool to see him bringing there. He's I think he said before he was uh, had him in this kind of Northeast fed, but there wasn't anybody really for him to manage. And there's tons of guys for him to manage in Memphis. So yep. yeah, it's really cool to see what he's been doing with that. Absolutely. Okay, Stuart, who's your number four? Uh, number four has already been mentioned, but I will mention him again, uh, the great Gama. He's, do, he's doing pretty well for me in my Legends Fed. And uh, I am whether his statistics or his records are all the work or not, the guy was a pretty impressive wrestler. And his diet was equally as impressive. Go back and reread what this man ate. How did this man not die before he was 40 years old? My God. Uh, so he's just a fascinating figure from that point of view. And uh, that big scepter, which we know is full of eggnog, uh, that it, it endeared me to him uh, almost immediately. But I, I, I'm loving the gamma. And uh, he is a solid number four for me. I just had a brainstorm, Todd, next year's holiday card. Great gamma with the eggnog scepter. That's it. Nice. There we go. There we there go. go. Spoilers, money. Chad. Sorry. Gosh. Sorry, Coriel. Coriel, buzz that one out. You know, I, I think you can probably get away with eating five pounds of butter a day when you're doing like 20,000 squats. Right. And I think that kind of <laughs> offsets Hindu... some of the some of the caloric and intake there. The Hindu I, squats I, help. I, I, I think at least half the guys in this, uh, you know, show have at least half of that. I'm not going to say which half, the butter or the, <laughs> <laughs> the squats, but we have that. <laughs> okay, well, my number four... Um, I think he would be number one on a lot of people's lists, but uh, Kurt Angle, um, you know, and, and Tim had mentioned him earlier too, and it was just so cool to get him signed. And one thing that kind of boosted him on my list a bit is, you know, what we've talked about before is just how 
cool it was to interact with him, you know, kind of like Corey's nacho story. Here I am, you know, Jerry hooks up me and Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle and I are emailing back and forth. And then I, I think I've told this story, but, you know, I sent everybody a release form and a self adjust stamp envelope and he sends, I get this envelope and it's not in my handwriting and I open it and it's Kurt Angles. And I'm like, oh man, this is cool. And I throw the envelope away. I'm like, wait a minute. Kurt, I have Kurt Hangel's handwriting with my name. I'm, so I'm digging through the trash. I fished the envelope up. And it, he was just so cool. And he's been such a good supporter. You know, when I asked him, hey, can you sign a few of these cards for the auction? I mean, he emailed back within five minutes. Absolutely no problem. Send them to me. And, I, you know, I think he got them, you know, back and forth to Todd pretty quick. And, um, you know, he's just been great to work with. So super exciting to have something somebody of that level in the game, you know, a, a real modern name like that in the game. You know, and Sam alluded, before we go to our next round, Sam alluded how tough this was. I think it's still the holidays. Unlimited honorable mentions. I'm like the Oprah of un, of honorable mentions no. today. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to do it can, if you don't can want I, to. Can I, can, I, can I say every card I don't mention is an honorable mention? You can because say that, it, Tim. Okay. <laughs> the unmentioned honorable mentions the the unmentionable <laughs> honorable mention who's your number three tim uh well first of all now that things have changed uh <laughs> i'm gonna throw a couple honorable mentions out uh um, right. and i think i will start with a fine native of rochester new york gorilla monsoon uh, I, I know, uh, you know, I know Todd was very excited about doing the announcer card, but I'm like, screw that. We get to do a wrestler card for Gorilla Monsoon. I was very <laughs> excited. Um, and we've got the potential to do the more babyface edition, you know, later on down the line. But um, and going back and actually trying to, to research because there's no matches. There's no footage of him as a heel like anywhere. There's footage of him wrestling in Japan before he really went to wwwf as a heel um and so it, it was really there was some research going on there but but so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw him out as a as an honorable mention and and plus a, a fine western new yorker uh to boot um as my number three pick though i'm gonna go with somebody that's been mentioned a couple times already although in tag action uh, i'm gonna go with playboy buddy rose is a single because i just mm. love having him in color and it was fun going back and just watching all that crap on the Pacific Northwest where he was just wreaking havoc. Um, and, and I'm glad that, that we kind of got to do that. I mean, it, the, the, the black and white card was probably a little light uh, as far as uh, overall strength goes, given his overall career. So it was nice to get a, uh, a second chance on that one. Um, but yeah, so Buddy Rose in at number three and honorable mention, uh, which I will have more of coming, uh, Gorilla Monsoon. Right. Very good. Yeah. I've been trying to like write down everybody's selection, but this honorable mention is going to blow this whole thing up to hell. I got a bad feeling about this. All right, Corey, who do you have at number three or do you have an honorable mention? Well, you know, since you changed the rules, I, yeah, I'm going to throw in my honorable mention. You know, I almost put him in the top five just because, and I've talked about this before, such a big part of a, of a childhood memory. One of my early uh, cards that I attended live with my brother, um, and that's the trooper, uh, you know, getting to see him and DJ Peterson win the AWA tag team titles from the destruction crew on that last ESPN taping in 1990 in Rochester. 
Uh, just such a cool mo- memory. You know, Chad's talked about it before. We didn't, you know, title changes didn't happen as much then. So we got to see that. And, and that was just a huge, huge moment. So um, loved when he became the Patriot a year later, but, uh, you know, always remember him early on as the trooper. So that's going to be my, my honorable mention for now. And, and as Sam kind of mentioned, this was hard to do, to do a top five list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking at that, that TNT set, as Chad said, I had to kind of cut myself off. I said, you know, I got a limit. I, I don't want to show favoritism to them. Um, I can't pick everybody from there. I could have, but I, I want to, I want to, you know, spread, spread the, spread out the love a little bit. And uh, cause this was such a great year. Um, but as we were talking, I kind of flipped my number three and two guys around, you know, I didn't change them, but they just, just as far as positioning and, uh, and I'll talk about that when I get to the number two, but for number three, I'm going to go with Bob Backlund out of the TNT set. Um, you know, just a huge name, you know, just the history behind him and, and the impact he had in the Northeast for those six years. Um, just never a name that I thought would be a possibility. And then, uh, and again, Chad and Jerry Briscoe worked with him and then, you know, kind of took a few tries to, to get everything finalized. Um, and thank you, Chad, for that. Thanks for your patience and getting that all done. I know that wasn't easy, but, um, just, just, uh, just to have him in the game is, is awesome. And, and Tim did a great job on the, on the stats. And I, I love the little mechanics that we threw in for him. So, um, yeah, just a, a great, great name to add to the history of the sets and, and everything. So Bob Backlund is my number three. All right. Very good. Mike, honorable mentions or number three, you pick. Wait, you said unlimited honorable mentions. I did. You can have an honorable mention every round. It's the All holidays. Right. And I'm just going to say Bob Backlund gets it for me. Okay. as an honorable mention for, you know, he's a guy I remember as, as, he, as a kid going in. Um, you know, the fabs, they get one T bolt. I already said would have gotten one. It was, if I was allowed an extra luscious, Johnny V has to get one as a Northeast guy, Johnny rods again, Northeast guy, and then Dutch Mantel. So I went through them quickly so as to not clog up the podcast and have people saying I was a problem, but those are my, you know, and everybody else I didn't mention to, to pull Tim Dalton's, uh, (laughs) line out. But uh, my number three is uh, Kurt Angle. Um, to me, just, you know, one of the great names of the last 25 years in wrestling. Um, a, a legitimate Olympic gold medalist. Um, you know, you can't, and a great promo guy. He, you know, there's a lot of guys who go from, you know, being a, I'll just say a legit athlete to trying to get into wrestling and they can't do the promo piece of it or can't handle the entertainment piece of it. Kurt got it. Kurt did it. And Kurt was one of the best at it. And, you know, he's a hall of famer for a lot of reasons. Um, And to get him in the game to me was just, that was one of those names where, you know, having done this for a while now, sometimes, you know, I never get jaded by it. I always am wowed by every guy we get. Um, I think they're all awesome, but to get a Kurt Angle was just so unbelievable to me. I didn't think it was possible. And the fact, I remember the phone call when you told me it was possible that you were reaching out to him, Chad. And then when you called me to tell me he was signed, I, I I think I might've used a word that would have caused a drink. (laughs) I I think I may have called you walking away from my mailbox, which meant I was, you I, was, I was standing in the middle of the street, which thank this God is, I live in a very small town. 
You 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 called me before you threw it in the trash, though. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about that. I'd have told you not to do that. <laughs> all right. Well, risking my my safety for the fans of Phil Singer Games, I do it all for you guys. All right, Sam, who do you have? Yeah. So uh, I definitely want to share my unmentionables with you. Uh, and I'm going to start <laughs> off with, uh, uh, with a name that again, I didn't really know much about. And, uh, I, I read a little bit and seen his name before just because obviously he'd had some success, uh, but someone that I've really kind of just fallen in love with and, and use him in my fed. Uh, he's actually my current television champion and that's Don Curtis. Um, I, I just think Don Curtis is such a great card. Great, great addition to the game. Uh, love the stats, love learning about him. Um, and so he gets an honorable mention from me, uh, at number three for me, however, is a guy that, um, I, I feel like I've learned about him in bits and pieces along the way. You know, I, I, I remember seeing him a little bit here and a little bit there and, you know, through, through old tapes in the late nineties when I was doing some tape trading and stuff and, you know, all the way up to like his recent run, uh, as Zeb Coulter in, in WWE and that's Dutch Mantel. Um, I, I think Dutch is just such a great get for the game. Again, sort of one of those cornerstones of this Memphis set. And uh, more recently, um, going back and, and watching Smoky Mountain um, and, and watching like the weekly episodes and seeing his work in Smoky Mountain just gave me, you know, even more appreciation for him. And, and I, you know, and seeing his, his, some of his Memphis work you know, over the past 10, 15 years or so, whenever I kind of came into to some of that footage, um, coupled with, again, the most recent WWE run and now the Smoky Mountain stuff that I've been watching, just such a, I mean, such an incredible, incredible talent and, and, and so good on the, on the mic, uh, incredible psychologist, just, uh, he, he's like, uh, you know, somebody that I think you could easily build a promotion around. And it's the reason why there are promotions that have indeed built, you know, parts of their runs around him, including Memphis. So um, super, super excited to have Dutch, love the stats, you know, love everything about it. Great. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think he's so underrated as a commentator, um, you know, if yeah. you haven't, if you've never seen Smoky Mountain, you should watch it because him and um, Bob Cottle together is is they're, gold. They're they're, they're, is gold. they're they're a good couple. They <laughs> yep. really are. Yep, they're a lot of fun. Okay, Todd. I, right, now well, you know you had some honorable mentions, I think, as we talked about, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so yeah, I'll throw out a couple more honorable mentions. So uh, I know um, one is definitely. Uh, Mike's uh, riding partner, uh, Luscious Johnny V, definitely got to throw out one for him. Uh, again, another cool manager uh, mechanic on the card there. Uh, definitely really enjoyed that one. Uh, I'm going to throw out the Moon Dogs. Really love the artwork on that one and how that mm -hmm. one came together there. Uh, Warner kind of adapted a couple pieces. I love the close-up that we had of the one, but then he was able to expand it out, and I think it was uh, pretty flawless there. Um, I'm going to mention, uh, uh, from the Portland four pack, I really enjoyed the Dutch Savage card. Uh, I think the artwork for that one came out great. And I kind of like the mechanics and, you know, learning more about him. That's an area I didn't really know much about. So just kind of learning more about him. I really enjoyed that one. And, uh, definitely last honorable mention, which was close to making my top five here, which was, uh, the, the voice of Memphis wrestling, uh, Lance Russell. I mean, last year we got Gordon Sully this year, Lance Russell. I mean, I, I don't know how we top it. Uh, maybe, you know, is there any way we can get J JR next year? I don't know. That's the only other one I can think of that kind of would fit with those two. 
Uh, Jerry and I will talk to him. All right, sounds good. Let's let's talk to him. All right, uh, for my number three, uh, I'm going to echo a name that's been said by multiple people here, and uh, that is uh, the uh, gold medal winning Olympian, Kurt Angle. I mean, just a guy who I always enjoyed. I mean, not only his wrestling, but also his, you know, his comedy and then his his promos, like everything about him. That guy just completely took to the wrestling business uh, like a natural and uh, just being able to get him in, in, in this game was, again, something I didn't think was even a possibility. And just, just seeing him out there uh, blew me away. And uh, I think the artwork is fantastic. You know, really caught, you know, his, his eyes, you know, like, like, yeah, that's Kurt Angle. Like, and, uh, and that's one of those names that you can kind of mention to some other people that don't really follow too much wrestling, you know, like that, you know, mentioned to my wife was like, Oh, Kurt Angle. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he definitely makes my top five. I'm going to slide him in right at number three. Stewart. I got two honorable mentions, Chad, both of right. which I, I toyed putting into my top five. Uh, I was just like Tim when, when Gorilla Monsoon was announced, I was more excited about having him as a wrestler car than anything else. Um, so Gorilla Monsoon, I toyed with putting into my top five, uh, just, you know, a fun character, great, uh, or very underrated wrestler and, uh, great to have in a game in that capacity. Austin Idol was barely out of my top five. Uh, I've definitely become an Austin Idol fan. Um, I think he is also one of the great underrated names in wrestling history. Uh, and just was uh, also an underrated performer in the ring. Uh, he definitely knew how to work the crowd and, and get them uh, either all lathered up against him or rooting for him at certain times. So de- those two are definitely honorable mentions for me. But my solid number three is also uh, was also Tim's, and that was uh, Playboy Buddy Rose. Uh, just to have Buddy Rose in color, he was one of my number one wants in terms of getting a, a black and white converted to color. And to get Buddy in color was fantastic. Uh, it, and we also were able to tweak the stats a little bit so that it uh, better represents Buddy Rose, who was a top regional star and, and obviously had a, a good little run in the WWF too uh, with Backlund. So uh, he was a uh, another underrated wrestler in the annals of history, but um, it's just a fun card. I, I always enjoyed using him in the black and white version and enjoying it even more in the color version. So Buddy Rose, number three for me. Okay, thank you. And, you know, I think, Sam, you mentioned this. It's it's hard when you're making this top five list because you're going to probably lean to new signings because you're excited about them, you know, and that's kind of how I feel with my list too. But now that we've opened up the honorable mention field a bit, I am going to throw in some guys because, you know, I, I don't, I don't worry about mixing. If we have a card in black and white, if I want to use them, I'm going to use them. So that's kind of, I think why I lean that way, but Roddy Piper, I mean, one of my all time favorite wrestlers. I was so excited that, you know, we were able to connect Mike and, and Miss Mrs. Piper, Mrs. Toombs to him together so they could hash out that deal. So thank you, Mike, again, for, you know, tying that thing up with a nice bow on it because having Piper, he does look great in color in the Trago says Hall of Fame set. And then it led us to the Piper's pit card too. Um, Another honorable mention is is a unit, the dream team, having all three of those guys in in Q1 kind of, you know, piggybacking on the tail end of uh, the, the 2020 release there with that Northeast set 
And, you know, they were guys that I remember as tag team champions very vividly. They main evented the first card I ever saw live against the British Bulldogs. So, you know, selfishly, I really wanted those guys in there. And I, I, I enjoyed all three of them as, as that team. Um, and then I'm going to throw a, a shout out for Austin Idol as well. He's just a great guy, a great talker, and an, another guy you could really build a fed around. And then my last honorable mention as of right now, I don't think I'll have any more, but um, I'll give a shout out to Mike and Todd for putting together the primetime wrestling card um, for fans who grew up watching that, which I was not one of them because I didn't have cable. So I never saw primetime wrestling, but I think you guys did a really good job of integrating some of the highlights and, and making that a fun card. And so hats off to you guys for doing that. And, um, you know, hats off to, I believe Todd got gorilla signed. So good job there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun card to have probably not what I'm, I would use a ton because I just wouldn't promote in that format, you know, but I think for people who grew up with that, I know they love it and, and they were excited to have that. So my number three is my close personal friend who I'm actually having lunch with on Thursday is Thunderbolt Patterson. Um, you know, I, I would put him higher only because I do, you know, I've been blessed with this relationship with him, but he's not somebody I ever really grew up watching wrestling. You know, because I didn't have Georgia Championship Wrestling. I never saw him. Now, my neighbor three houses down was so excited when when I got when he came to the Hall of Fame. You know, he came with me to the Hall of Fame so he could meet Thunderbolt Patterson. We got him and his twin brother autographed pictures. And then the funny thing is, you know, it, Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt can be a trip sometimes. So my neighbor Trent, him and his brother Trey both fronted Thunderbolt on Facebook. And Thunderbolt accepted it for Trey and didn't for Trent. So I don't know what the deal was for that. If he, I don't know if it's a twin thing or what. I don't know if it threw him off. But you know, as I, you know, Thunderbolt's awesome. He's wonderful to have in the game. Um, he's just a great ambassador for the Hall of Fame. And you know, he he cuts a mean promo, and he still does. <laughs> you know, and we're glad to have him as part of the Impact Pro Wrestling family as well. Okay, Tim, number two, or do you have any more honorable, dishonorable, unmentionable mentions? I, I have, I, of course I do. All right. Um, I, I didn't want to just throw them all out there at once. I figure I'll sprinkle them the rest of the There way. you go. Um, so for honorable mentions, the first one, since I did uh, a guy from Rochester uh, before, I'll do a guy from Buffalo and say Don Curtis. Of course. Um, of course, you got to get the Western New York love, you know. Right, right. Um, Is there anybody from Syracuse? Just, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, you know, uh, had a great amateur run here in in Buffalo and started out wrestling as Don Beitelman. Um, was thrilled to get him uh, in in the game, and uh, so he he's honorable mention number one and honorable mention number two. I'm going to go with T-Bolt because he's just, he's just T-Bolt. I mean, he's just, you know, Thunderbolt Riffic. I mean, he's just, he's just awesome. I mean, his, it's just, just a great guy. And just to get to hang around with him a little bit during the hall of fame stuff. I mean, uh, just, just what a, what a person, what a human being and, and what a, you know, just listening to him do that, that hall of, hall of fame speech. The one time I said he was up there for 10 minutes. And I, I just remember saying, I don't know what the hell he said, but it was great. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, but that's Teeple, <laughs> right? Yep. Um, so those are my two for this round. And for my number two pick, I will go in uh, with the fabulous ones. Um, mm-hmm. I just think, you know, when you can get a team of that caliber that were such trendsetters at the time and were copied so many times over, um, I just think it's great. And, and, you know, standing, standing around and waiting for Steve Kern to come available uh, so we could talk to him with Chad. I mean, that, that at CAC that year, I mean, was fantastic. Um, and as was mentioned, you know, he, he's not a big ego guy either. I mean, he seems like he's pretty straightforward. Uh, but I just think having that team really does. I mean, what a great tag team group we've got. I mean, when you when you look at the top teams in, in wrestling history uh, between black and white and, and the color sets, I mean, we've got so many of them. It, it's just unbelievable. So uh, so I'm going number two, fabulous ones. Right. Very good. Uh, Corey, what do you have? I'll throw out a few honorable mentions. Why not? We're doing that. Yeah. Why not? Um, This one uh, almost cracked my, my top five proper um, just because of the, you know, again, kind of a surprise name. I didn't think was a possibility. And and again, I'll echo thanks to Todd for getting this done. And just, and also the fact that we were able to do two versions of him so close together. And that's gorilla monsoon, as we've mentioned already. Um, I, yeah, it was really cool. And the Todd did the work on that, on that studio card with Heenan and, and Monsoon and the, the things they come up with. Cause I thought, well, what are you going to do for something like this? And then he, he showed us the ideas. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> so thanks Todd. Great, great. Awesome job. Um, I, I love, especially the, the match joined in progress scenario. That's what I, I remember that. Yeah. Chad, we didn't have cable, but when we were able to see primetime, I remember that you'd always see these matches joined in progress and, so that was just a nice touch to that show. And, and if people like doing that TV format, that this is a, a great card to have. So well done. And then also that we were able to include him in the, in the hall of fame set um, and, and pay tribute to his in-ring career, because obviously a lot of promoters don't know how big of a star he was. We've talked about that and um, you know, it'd be unfair not to do that. And as we said, down the line, maybe another, a babyface wrestling card as well. V- very good possibility. Uh, another honorable mention I want to throw out, and I was just looking at the list, and I just just kind of the big picture of all of legends here. You know, I doubt anybody else will mention this name, but because I worked on this card, it just kind of you know brought up some memories. And that's Scotty Riggs, um, just because you know, okay, you look at Marcus Bagwell's career. We now have all of his WCW tag team partners in the game. You know, we haven't done Buff Bagwell. Oh, we don't have Judy. No, no, no. She teamed with uh, uh, Rick Steiner. Oh, 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 no, okay. We're good. No, nope, we're right. good. <laughs> but we've got um, we've got Riggs, obviously. We've got Two Cold Scorpio, uh, Del Wilkes, the Patriot, and you know we haven't done Buff Bagwell in color yet. We will at some point. But he and Shane Douglas were tag team champions, so we have his mm. all of his cha- his partners in the game. And you know, I didn't like the American Males. I mean, I, they, <laughs> I hated that song. I thought it was a stupid gimmick. But kind of watching back, it's like, okay, you know, these guys did some cool stuff for a short time, and and you know, he was a he was a decent worker. So that was just a, another cool part of the whole history that uh, we got to throw in there. So Scotty Riggs will get some attention on this show tonight. <laughs> but as far as my number two, and as I said, I kind of switched these around as as we were going through the show. My number three and my number two. And it's a name that a few of you guys have mentioned. Um, I think just the fact that we were able to get him so quickly for this last set for expansion eight. And it was kind of almost a, a wish that I didn't think was going to happen, you know, but as I've said, my brother said, Hey, 
reach out to him. He's out there. And, and it get, came together really quickly. Uh, and that's Dirty Dutch Mantel. Um, just a, a just very nice and honored to be part of the game. You know, no problems, no questions, really. Um, it was great having some of the teasers of the artwork that we knew we were going to be in the set announced. So we could just share that. Hey, here's Austin Idol. Here's Bill Dundee. And we'd love for you to be a part of this crew too. So that was just great timing. Um, you know, got the stats whipped together pretty quickly. I did, I did a lot of the work on the stats. So um, yeah, I, I just, uh, just really cool that we could get another, another part of Memphis history in this, in this Memphis set. So Dutch Mantel, number two. Right. Very good. Mike. Well, since we have unlimited honorable mentions, uh, I'll just throw in um, Hack and, and Gotch from the Vintage set. Um, since they haven't been mentioned yet, uh, I, I think the, the Vintage charts also deserve an honorable mention, um, even though they're, I guess they are cards, right? I mean, technically yeah. they're, you know, they're, they're cards. So I, because I, to me, you know, we talked about doing that for years, something maybe different and, and it was the right time and it was the right place. And I think that, you know, you, you know, did a great job putting those together. I know Chad, you were the primary force behind them, but everybody kind of jumped in on that. Um, love them, but having those two guys, I think they're icons of the sport to have them in color was cool. Um, and then I'm going to go with my number two, um, Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, for me, as you know, we've talked a lot of times about me being a Northeast kid, you know, Gorilla Monsoon was an icon, you know, as a broadcaster, being able to do that card with Todd, um, you know, for with Bobby Heenan was huge. Uh, for me personally, it was just a thrill. Uh, and then also, I mean, Gorilla Monsoon is the wrestler. He might, for those of you who don't know, my dad despises professional wrestling in, in all its forms. And, but the one professional, there's two professional wrestlers he'll like refer to with me and you know, one of them is Gorilla Monsoon and, and, and the other one is um, uh, Bobo Brazil where he'll, because he'll talk about cocoa butts. So, I, you know, he, he clearly saw, you know, that somewhere, I don't know where, I don't know how, but that, so I, I had the cocoa butt and Gorilla Monsoon are the two wrestling references my father will give uh, out. And uh, so for that, but I'm, I'm just so, grateful that Todd was able to get us Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, and I was so thrilled to work on that Monsoon Heenan card with him. So that's my number two. Yeah. I mean, you have to team Gorilla and Bobo, don't you? And, and give them a run for the tag titles in honor of your dad. I, that's going to happen at some point. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Sam, any more honorable mentions? Are we cruising right into number two? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do a quick uh, hit list here for you of, of unmentionables, honorable mentions. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually just uh, confine this to the Memphis set. And the reason I say this is because uh, I have to echo what's been said about Austin Idol and the Moondogs. Um, just so cool to have them in the game. Um, and an, another name that I want to throw in there, getting the color update, was Tracy Smothers. I have a quick little Tracy Smothers story. It's so strange. I got into a car accident about oh, 15 years ago now, and uh, I, I got T-boned uh, in an intersection. The car, you know, threw into a, a light pole, uh, and and I was mostly fine. You know, it, it took me into the hospital, made sure I was okay, sent me on my way. Uh, and I get a phone call a few days later from the father of the kid that hit me. 
And, um, you know, we're talking on the phone and everything. And he's obviously wanting to just kind of, you know, square things away for his son and what had happened and everything. And randomly out of the blue, he goes, you like wrestling? And I was like, yeah, I like wrestling. And he goes, you know who Tracy Smothers is? And I'm like, yeah, I know who Tracy Smothers is. Just hang on a second. Tracy, come here. No shit. Puts Tracy Smothers on the phone with me. Tracy goes, hi, kid, how you doing? And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm good. You a little shook up? I'm like, like yeah. He's like, oh, don't worry. We're going to give him a licking. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he goes, and he goes, I'll send you a picture. I was like, all right. I never got the picture, but that's besides the point because because it was the most random thing ever. But but I, I don't question that it was legit because why would somebody pull that kind of prank, you know? Right. Uh, and the guy was calling me from like the Evansville area because this is when I lived in Indianapolis and everything. But uh, I think Tracy's just such a, an interesting guy and, and, and had such a, a cool career. Um, and I was most familiar with him through his time in ECW, but then, of course, became familiar with him from, you know, his time, uh, uh, you know, doing the territories in the Indies and everything afterwards. But um, <clears throat> so really cool to have him. And then my, my last honorable mention this round, we'll have to go to Brickhouse Brown. Here's a guy that I didn't know a heck of a lot about. Uh, I had heard about him, uh, you know, a couple years back, obviously, through his, his very emotional speech um, at CAC. And then... Um, started to see some footage of him from Memphis. And I mentioned this on our last episode of Roll Up, I think. All the tools in the world to be a huge star, except for maybe a few inches in size based on when he was coming up. Okay. I mean, just incredible. You know, everything about him was so great. So I, I love that we've got him in the game. Uh, and, he's, and, and he's someone that I hope promoters uh, will learn more about if they don't know a lot about him. Um, my number two, however, is none other than your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Uh, I think everything that's been said about him up until this point by others is reason enough. Um, for me, you know, I was like 18, 19, uh, I think, when he debuted. Uh, hearing the stories about nobody picking up the business as quickly uh, as Kurt Angle, you know, based on his trainers and what everybody had seen. Um, just an incredible story. Um, you know, I've been very open about, you know, my recovery and and to know, you know, Kurt's own struggles and, and, and everything that has kind of led him to where he is now uh, is, is pretty incredible considering all of, of the hurdles in his way and the pain and everything that he's had to deal with throughout his life based on his career. Um, just uh, an incredible get for the game. And certainly on a personal note, uh, a moment that made me feel like I was kind of, you know, on the inside for the first time was Chad showing me the, the signed authorization form. Uh, I think like, you know, a day or two after he'd gotten it. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, it certainly popped me. I thought it was incredible a name that you never thought you would get. Um, and certainly just a, a guy that, you know, if you've been paying attention to wrestling in the past 20 years, it would be impossible not to know uh, who Kurt Angle was. So he's my number two. You know, I have to believe that the Tracy Smothers story was legit because you never hear of anybody working on their Tracy Smothers impression. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's, he's not up there with Dusty Rhodes and Roddy Piper and Tracy. He's, he's a few steps down. <laughs> but that that is so random that is amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah okay todd 
Honorable mentions or number two? What I'll, go, I'll go a little honorable mentioning here. Uh, you know, I, I just I want to hit a little bit on the the vintage set. Uh, you know, I think you Mike mentioned before. You know, Gosh and Hack and Schmidt. I mean, it's just amazing that we have uh, those guys in the game, and I love like the the tweaks there. The uh, the Hack and Schmidt using the old uh, Anarchy uh, finisher mechanic with the double uh, you know the double roll there. I think that was a awesome addition and and really kind of captured. Uh, you know, the essence of kind of his style uh, there. Uh, also, nobody's mentioned any stragglers. So I'll throw out, you know, the you know, Ed and Evan uh, Lewis there. Uh, really great to have them. And and I think my my favorite of the set, which I almost put in the top five here, uh, was a uh, you know, great Gama guy. I didn't really know much about, but I, I just learned the, 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 the myth of him and and seeing the artwork there. I mean, I, I was won over right away. Uh, and then, he you know, he's he's a he's a tough, uh, tough guy to beat. But as far as my number two, I'm going to go with uh, something outside the 52 cards that we, you know, listed out there and kind of go with something that Mike had mentioned before, which he kind of stole my thunder, not Thunderbolt Patterson, just my thunder. Uh, and that is uh, my the vintage charts, which I think was uh, just a revolution, just like, you know, kind of seeing them in play. Uh, during the tournament at, that we did at the, the convention soon after, and then just kind of you know, playing around with it myself, it just giving a new style of how to play. I think really revolutionized, you know, how, how to, you know, how we play the Legends game here. You know, if you want to choose to do that with those those type of guys, I think it really helped flush out the set. And I'm so glad that we included them in the set. You know, it's on cardstock, so I I figured they they do count. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. You know, it's I said before but i just kept looking at him and going god what are we gonna do so i just called tim one night i'm like all right saturday night we're doing these damn charts <laughs> okay yeah, my my set my my fun on saturday nights used to be a lot different <laughs> when i was younger yeah did you wait wait you were younger yeah i was one day it was it was a long time ago <laughs> no he was born this way yes. he was born with a beard <laughs> yeah <laughs> The hair just kind of gradually drifted from the top to the bottom of the face. Okay, Stu. You know, I'm I'm with Sam on my honorable. My last honorable mention is Brickhouse Brown. That guy had it. He had everything. Just was a wrong time. Uh, he, he could have used a few inches, like Sam said, just to be a little taller. He had all the physical tools. He was a good worker for his day. Uh, I, I gained new appreciation for him and watching a fair amount of his matches and uh, just getting a real sense of the kind of worker that he was. Um, yeah, there's just kind of a timing thing. Uh, certainly in his day, he was just a little too short, but uh, if he'd come along a little later, I think he would have been a pretty darn big star. But my number two uh, is Bob Backlund, who has been mentioned before. I probably was as excited for Backlund as any name that has been announced. I didn't grow up with Bob Backlund. I grew up uh, NWA slash Mid-Atlantic. Uh, I read about Backlund a little bit uh, when I was uh, watching wrestling back in the day. Uh, but my appreciation for him came in reading his uh, biography and uh, just what a real stud he was and how I said this word before, but I, I, I'll say it again for Backlund. I think the guy was underrated. I think he he was a draw, despite what some of his critics have said. And to get Backlund in the game, to me, is getting a giant. Uh, and I just, I know I've said this many times before, but if you told me five years ago we would have Bob Backlund in this game, I said, no way. 
But the fact that we have Bob Backlund in this game to me is as, is as great an achievement as any other. So he's do, doing well for me. He's a lot of fun to use. And uh, I just think it was a sensational signing. I just, I can't believe we've got him. So he is my solid number two. If you would have told me we'd release a set with Bob Backlund, Kurt Angle, Roddy Piper. I said, no way. Yeah, those three. And then T-Bolt and Gorilla. Um, yeah. Yep, I, I agree. Um, so I'm going to do a, just a couple more honorable mentions. Um, Dutch Mantel. Again, I was, you know, in course, like, man, I wish we could get him. I'm like, well, let's try. He's out there. He's always on Facebook. And then uh, Brickhouse Brown. And, you know, everybody's mentioned what a, you know, total package he was and, and just what an emotional moment. And I'm proud. I'm proud we were able to sign him at CAC 2019 and honor him this way. Um, and my number two is also Bob Backlund. And everybody's talked about Bob Backlund. All I'm going to say is if you have not read his autobiography yet, read it because it is fantastic. It looks at his career in a linear method. And my only complaint is it ends when he leaves WWE. Uh, you know, I wish we could have had some stories about him trying to promote and being part of the Pro Wrestling USA abomination and, you know, the matches in Japan. You know, some of the matches when he started doing UWFI style and may have been shoots. And, you know, not to mention, you know, why did he come back? <laughs> you know, why did he go back to WWE and, and work when he said he would never do it? So, um, but he's, he's a great guy. He's, he can, he can be a little, sometimes you don't know if he's working the gimmick or what's going on, but um, you know, we're just very happy to have him and hats off to Jerry Briscoe for helping me put that one together. Okay, we're finally here, the final round. Of course, there might be some honorable mentions. Tim? You know, there, there were a bunch of guys that just missed my honorable mentions. <laughs> um, you know, pe people that we've talked about, um, uh, Dutch the Dutches, Dutch Savage, Dutch Mantel, um, Austin Idol, Roddy Piper, Tracy Smothers, who I just, you know, I got to know a little bit down in Smokey and was just a great guy. Um, the great Gamma. Uh, they they were all they were all right there. They were so close to being honorable mentions. They really were. But I'm going to give you two more honorable honorable mentions. Um, and the first is going to be the Moon Dogs because I just love having them as a team, despite the weight error on spot, the height and weight error uh, that that got through. But you know, nonetheless, uh, just a, a good team. And then somebody that surprisingly nobody has mentioned yet that I did some research on, Bob Orton. The big O, mm. um, Bob Orton Sr. And uh, just love going through and, and working on his card and watching his matches. And boy, he was he was just good. I mean, he was just a good hard hitting, you know, heel in the ring. I mean, he he was just a lot of fun to 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 go back and, and, and watch and do some research on. Um, so those are my my official honorable mentions. And uh, number one, uh, been mentioned a lot already, Bob Backlund. Um, you know, in, in Rochester, New York, where I grew up, we didn't have WWF TV for about five years, I think. And they didn't promote locally for five years. And so I kind of went from watching the stuff with, with, you know, I remember Bruno and I remember superstar, but when I was going to live matches and when I was watching every week, you know, when I was a little bit older, when I was in high school, Bob Backlund was my WWF champion. I mean, he was the guy 
that I didn't necessarily grow up watching him, but he's the guy that I went to the arenas with my folks. I mean, my mom would get up early and go get tickets um, and sit outside the Ticketmaster, which you had to do back in the day. Uh, she'd get there at like 530 in the morning and there'd be a line of 20 people by six o'clock. Um, but I mean, it, it, he was just the guy and I, I didn't appreciate him as much as I should have then. Uh, until you know Hogan came in, who, which I thought was going to be great, and then he never showed up in in Rochester for like six or seven months. So, um, but Backlund just you know great. I mean, just a, a great champ. Uh, um, you know, he he was perfect for what they wanted out of him, and he was just he was himself. I mean, that's just the guy he was. So, um, so there's my number one rounding out my uh, my picks. Uh, the All American boy Bob Backlund. A feeling he might be your number one, Tim. <laughs> okay, Corey. All right. Well, I'm going to mention three honorable mentions and then my number one. Uh, <laughs> and some of these have been mentioned already, but um, I'll, I'll echo the the votes for the vintage charts. Um, it was just really cool idea, and thanks to Mike and Todd for letting us do them, and thanks to Chad and Tim for putting them together. I've gotten to use them with my um, my Great Lakes Championship Wrestling because they drafted a good number of those guys from that set. And so when I, those guys wrestle each other, I'm pulling out those charts and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Some cool things have come come because of them and cool results. Uh, so yeah, that's that was just a, a great a great add to the game. Um, another one, and this is thanks to Sam, Lance Russell. Um, he's been part of my USWA, you know, just kind of the character, the, my story write-ups, my TV write-ups. Um, and, and I, again, I may not use this card a lot, but just to have a card, he's, he's, you know, it, it's just really cool to have something official for him in, in my USWA. So thank you, Sam, for that. And then one, I don't think anybody's mentioned so far. Um, this is one I got to work on. That's the grappler. Um, you know, I kind of volunteered to take him for the, uh, the fall four pack and I'll be honest, you know, kind of going into it. I hadn't seen a lot of grappler. Um, I think Chad did the research for his black and white card. And, you know, I wasn't that thrilled about it, but then I started watching him and, and especially the Portland matches. And this guy was huge and he was awesome and just a, just a, a star. Um, and, you know, I got to watch some other stuff, some Mid-South and some other areas, Texas. Um, really appreciated his career and, and the things he did. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I volunteered for that. Really gave me a great appreciation. Hope to bring him into my USWA at, at some point. Uh, but now my official number one, and he's been on, on a lot of the lists here in different positions. Um, you know, still hard to believe that that he that he signed. Uh, but again, thanks to Chad and Jerry for doing this. Um, this was a bootleg I created years ago um, in my in the very early days. I think we had about two or three black and white sets out, and I just kind of sat down and did some bootlegs for some of the guys in WWE at the time, and uh, and that was Kurt Angle. So just the fact that you know, almost twenty years later, this came true was really cool. And when I did that bootleg, you know, he was only, he'd been champ maybe once or twice. This was about the time he was doing the team angle thing, feuding with Brock Lesnar leading up to that WrestleMania and everything. Um, so really at that time, he was much weaker than what this card would become just because he hadn't accomplished as much, you know, hadn't been to TNA, hadn't been champion as many times. They, they had, you know, we're still kind of pushing him a, a little bit more on the comedy side and he kind of got that serious edge a little bit later on. So um, it was, it was just really cool to be able to do this officially and kind of strengthen him a little bit. Um, Todd was very kind and sent me one of the autographed cards. And then, um, I had an extra card as, as I get my, my two copies of the sets. 
So just about a month ago, he was up here in Minnesota at our, our friend Eli's show, Grand Slam 3. Um, did an autograph session, got another card signed and gave that to my younger son who's starting to get into the game little by little. He wasn't familiar with who Kurt Angle was. I just said, well, he was not only a professional wrestler, but a legitimate wrestler. He wrestled in the Olympics, won gold medal with a broken neck. And uh, my wife couldn't believe that. What? How did that happen? <laughs> um, so just kind of as an amateur wrestling fan, too, I appreciate having him in the game. And as, as part of the TNT set, that's a great fit for him. So he's definitely my number one. Kurt Angle. It's true. It's true. What do you have on deck for us? Well, I guess it, throwing in a few more honorable mentions or almost honorable mentions, since that seems to be the theme, I'll, I'll put uh, obviously the Moon Dogs. I think were awesome. They they they, uh, they, they make the list, and then uh, the Stranglers. Uh, Ed Lewis to me was a card when, when we got him in black and white that I thought was awesome. Was really excited about. Um, used him a lot, and then. To get Evan Lewis as well, I think, you know, as an official printed card, I know we did a, a downloadable PDF of him previously, but to actually get a physical card of Evan Lewis was was really cool. Uh, as far as my number one goes, um, he's been mentioned, I think, by everybody else at this point. If not, I don't know what was wrong with them, uh, but, but uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, um, you know, to get uh, the you know, dealing with, uh, his widow, uh, uh, you know, she is just a wonderful woman who was gracious with all her dealings with us. Um, you know, I grew up a huge Piper fan, or I should say, I grew up a huge hater of Piper. Um, and as an, as an adult, I realized how much he helped like make Hulk Hogan, you know, in WWF, like if not, he needed an, a legitimate opponent, a foil who could make him great. And that was Piper. And then Piper pivoted, you know, to his more babyface role. And, and his Piper's pit was so pivotal. I mean, everybody talks about Snuka, which I, I think was a huge moment, but the Andre moment with, with Hogan, right? I mean, like, that's another one that, that that's another pivotal moment in the history of the business. Like that wasn't just like a big moment in the Fed or a moment in a year in the business to have that moment, they chose Piper's pit for that. And to be able to do a Piper card for the TNT set, and then to do a Piper's pit giveaway for Galacticon. And I'm very gr grateful that um, Ms. Toombs was, was willing to do that because that was an extra ask out of her that, that she gave to us. Um, I, I thought was, to me, was a thrill and he's one of my all-time favorite performers that I've ever seen. Um, and I've only grown to appreciate him more as an adult uh, versus when I was growing up watching him. Uh, so to me, that, that Rowdy Roddy Piper has to be number one. Good. Bam. I feel like all I want to do right now is talk about Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could spend a whole podcast talking about Piper. Yep. Uh, so my uh, quickly with my honorable mentions, uh, I'll go with uh, Frank Gotch. He was uh, when I was putting together my list of honorable mentions, he was actually like number two on that list that I put together. I, I think having him in color 
um, just his overall importance to, you know, the history of the business, um, regardless of, of what you might think about him, you know, was, was he a dirty, no good bastard, or was he really one of the greatest of all time? You know, that's, that's up to you. Uh, and, uh, I think, you know, also being from Iowa, uh, it's cool that, you know, Frank Gotch is, is an Iowa guy. Speaking of Iowa, I'll give a quick shout out to Thunderbolt Patterson. He was born in Waterloo, which is also where I was born. So, uh, shout out to, to T-Bolt. Uh, I, I hope to, Maybe I'll get to shake his hand one of these days. Um, I also wanted to mention uh, Buddy Rose. I love having Buddy Rose in color. I love the tweaks to his stats on the card. I think it's just such a great card. I loved the original card. Uh, I loved using him. Uh, and, you know, we'll continue to use him now in color. And of course, having Doug Summers is awesome. And then last but not least, certainly, um, would be Lance Russell. Uh, I, I think, you know, I've mentioned it before, if you're putting together your Mount Rushmore uh, of announcers, you know, he, he gets a place right up there with uh, Gordon Soley and, and Jim Ross. So I um, think it's really cool to have him in the game. And I think, uh, uh, Chad, what you did with the card is, is fantastic. Um, speaking of which, I think we should give an honorable mention to Jerry Briscoe, just because like, you know, with all that, all the, the, the connections that, that he's been able to give us has been fantastic. Um, unmentionables aside, however, uh, I will go now to my number one and uh, I echo, you know, what Tim said. My number one is Bob Backlund. Uh, Bob Backlund, I think, is just an incredible get for the game. Uh, I think, he, you know, uh, in so many ways, his, his importance both as a WWF champion, um, you know, is his, his first run being, you know, the most noteworthy. But for a guy like me, you know, came along a little bit later. Uh, I remember him feuding with Bret Hart and, and, and just being kind of, you know, shocked and, and, and freaked out a little bit by this guy, you know, I, I think I was, I was 11 or 12 or so. Uh, and, uh, and then learning more about him and, and coming to appreciate him in his initial run. And I remember when uh, WWE put out that bloodiest cage matches DVD uh, that they did and uh, had a couple of his matches on there. And I think that that was when I really was just sort of like, you know, this guy wasn't just a squeaky clean, you know, baby face. Like he could get in there and just beat the snot out of you if he needed to. And then of course at Chad's behest, I finally read his autobiography and it's phenomenal. Um, it's just such an incredible book. Um, and, 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 you know, mostly obviously the focus is on him, but the thing that's also incredible are, is the stuff that other people write about him and have contributed to the book. And some of those things by guys like Harley Race or, or you know, Jack Briscoe or, you know, any, anybody else, it's just such a, such an incredible history lesson in general. Um, and of course, you know, everything that I learned about uh, St. Louis um, a couple of years ago and that's kind of what really led me I think to to wanting to read that book and um you know again at Chad's behest and I'm so glad that I did so Bob Backlund's my number one um I've been having so much fun using him in my Legends Fed and kind of you know slowly but surely grooming him for uh, a title shot I didn't want to just bring him in and put him at the top of the card right away so I've been able to kind of just slowly build him up which has been a lot of fun very good very good all right Todd I have a sneaking suspicion who your number one would be but I'm really you, you well, think right now. Okay. Well, maybe. Before, before I get to that, I did want to throw out a couple more honorable mentions for two guys uh, who have not been mentioned by anybody yet. Um, and uh, these are two, two gentlemen I've met. I've got the pleasure of meeting and reading their books. Uh, and that is Gary Michael Capetta and Bill Apter. Uh, two names that, you know, maybe, you know, weren't always, they weren't in the ring, you know, well, at least not in the ring, you know, you know, 
wrestling. Uh, but I think both contributed a lot uh, to the industry. Uh, uh, Gary Michael Capetta was at one of the Galacticons. Um, uh, I don't know how many years ago, at least 15 years ago or so. Um, and it was great. Did the entrances for our uh, trivia challenge that year, which was fun. It was really cool to be, uh, you know, uh, called called to the the center by by him. Uh, and I think that was that might have been the year I won too, which was which was even better. Uh, and then I did get the pleasure of meeting Bill after at a uh, King of Trios. Uh, we had a Phil Singer games table, and he was at the table right next to me. Uh, selling his book there and we were interacting the whole night and that guy that guy's a hoot so yeah definitely uh really cool to meet him and glad that we got them both uh updated cards in the game i know they were both very happy with that too but as you kind of mentioned i don't think there's any surprise whatsoever what my number one is and that is uh the gorilla monsoon and bobby heenan announcer card uh i i know tim is shocked <laughs> uh but uh yeah this one yeah this when we came up with the idea of doing the ringside personnel pack you know we, we we had an idea of a couple of the cards that we wanted to do and at that point i was like you know if we're going to do if i'm going to take a chance i want this is the time to do it you know that's one of the cards that i've always wanted to do was was a prime time wrestling type card uh, i you know, i was able to, to find um uh, a gorilla monsoon's daughter and was able to contact with her and I, it was almost immediately was able to kind of, Hey, you know, that, that sounds great. And it was just, it shocked me that it was able to come together that quickly. And we were able to get them, uh, get him included in there with already having Bobby Heenan. Uh, primetime wrestling is what got me into being a wrestling obsessed fan. Uh, I grew up in the, in the New York area and uh, started watching wrestling in the mid to late eighties and just uh, staying up past my bedtime with a TV in my room on Monday nights, watching primetime wrestling when I was supposed to be in bed. Uh, that that's what hooked me on wrestling right there. Uh, just the, yeah, the banter between those two and, you know, getting to see all these different matches from all these different arenas ar around the country uh, was great. And being able to represent that in the card, uh, big props to Mike before about the, uh, the uh, match joined in progress mechanic, uh, which yeah, he came up with that one. I thought was great. And then just, you know, kind of coming from there, like, what else are we going to do? And thinking, oh, we had these other cards in there, the referee, the announcer, the ring announcer, you know, the, the interviewer card, and incorporating that into there, I thought was natural and kind of, you know, makes it more flexible to kind of incorporate other interviewers, other referees who we want to do in the future, uh, things like that. So I, I'm glad that people really have enjoyed it because I enjoy putting together and I'm absolutely thrilled that we got that this year. Well, you know, the irony was we talked about doing a card Todd and I for years for mm -hmm. Heenan and Monsoon and yeah. never once did we talk about the mechanics. No, we never did. Never <laughs> once. And, and so, so he got him and it's like, oh, we've got to do this card. Oh my gosh. How do we do <laughs> what are we going to do? So, so, I mean, that was one of the cool things. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm grateful uh, that I came up with the match joined in progress mechanic, but Todd is largely responsible for that card. And, and it's both for getting gorilla and, and for, the mechanics behind most of it but it would that to me you know my number two his number one i think you you could tell we're both you know kids who grew up with that stuff so it, it was it was an awesome card to be able to do I think originally we were thinking maybe of doing it as like a ringside announcer desk but then we we're like well there's other duos that i think are even more iconic there but they're known for the studio we've never seen a studio show before so that's what we mm -hmm. thought hey that this is our opportunity to do something different 
uh, and I think it came out really good. And I mean, it's it's a you know pretty popular pack considering there's no wrestlers in it. You know, but a lot of a lot of people have bought that this year. I I, I was very pleasantly surprised by that. That's cool. So you know, between between Gordon Soley and those guys and Lance Russell, and you know, hats off to Sam for getting Lance signed. You know, we have a a great rotating cast of announcers for all your studio wrestling needs. So, and, and I kind of felt the same when. It's like, oh, Sam signed Lance. It's like, crap, I got to figure out a card that's not exactly the same as G- Gordon Soley's. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. No, and, and I think, well, I'm sorry. No, I, no, I no, go to, ahead. To jump on you, I just want to say that, again, I think it speaks to just the great creativity in this team that we were able to come up with in a very short period of time. We had Gordon Soley, Gorilla, and Bobby, and then Lance Russell. And we were able to come up with three very different cards and i think that you know speaks to you guys you know you know you know yeah todd and i get credit for the one card but you guys do most of these things and and you guys did a great job coming up with some unique stuff that's very different so just a little shout out to you guys here at the end of the year it's it's the christmas season i I appreciate well sam helped a lot with that too he's like we don't you know, no, no, we're not giving Sam credit. This I'm gonna give Sam credit because he's for roll up. We'll do that on roll no, up. No, I, get, no. I, I, get, I, I get no credit. <laughs> no, Sam, Sam signed Lance, but he goes, you know, here's some things that that I remember or that he's observed from Memphis, and yeah, we're we're a big team here. Um, I do have to laugh because you know when when I put those matches getting signed on there, those specialty matches, and Mark Taggart mentioned on the board the other day, he's like, well, if I do that, everybody's gonna be bald. <laughs> <laughs> with the hair versus hair option so I, I did pop for that one that was pretty funny so you know what it's up to you promoter substitute you know th- those were the i kind of iconic matches that came to my mind um from the memphis area in terms of uh specialty well, Chad, matches you you can tell them the truth that i made you cut out about half the matches that well you that listed i did yeah i, I did that just a spoiler alert for everybody yeah, I did present more matches, but Mike's like, this isn't going to fit. I'm like, okay, these four are the top four. And we kept hair versus hair. Okay, Stuart, I know you're getting sleepy. We're almost there. You've had a big day. I'm proud of you, buddy. Yeah, I'm hanging in there. I haven't turned into a pumpkin yet. Uh, my honor, my last group of honorable mentions is the entire Portland set. Uh, I was delighted to get all of this. <laughs> Or set <laughs> in color. I've already mentioned Buddy Rose, but to get Dutch Savage, uh, certainly from a longevity standpoint, arguably the the, the top guy in Portland's history, uh, the grappler and Summers to go along with Rose. Those were just those were great. I, I really was delighted with what, getting that set released and getting all those guys in color and getting uh, Summers as an addition. Uh, my number one has already been mentioned several times, and I've, I was not the biggest fan of his. Uh, I mean, I liked him. I respected him and certainly admired what he did. He just was great at what he did. But for whatever reason, I mean, pro wrestling can be subjective just like anything else. I, he just never really clicked with me from the standpoint of he's my number one wrestler in terms of uh, he was the wrestler I liked the most. But it's Kurt Angle because – Kurt Angle, for the credibility he gives this game, certainly with modern fans, my gosh. I mean, we have a game with Kurt Angle in it. I mean, I really don't need to say anything else. I, I mean, that's it. I mean, we've got Kurt Angle. 
he can potentially open a lot of doors. The guy's been very gracious from what I understand uh, in terms of or since he has signed with us. And just to be able to present a game with Kurt Angle, let alone all of the other names we have in this game now. But Kurt Angle to me was, um, I, I think when we look back at, at this game 20 years from now, and rest assured, if we're all alive, we are all going to be playing this game 20 years from now. I guarantee it. Uh, and um, I speak more from Tim and I from being alive, but uh <laughs> We will be playing this game, and Kurt Angle, I think we will look back on as one of the really pivotal signings. Um, I'm putting money on that in terms of uh, potentially opening some doors to other big names of the last 20, 25 years. So Kurt Angle is number one for me. Right. Um, I'm not going to do any more shout or any more honorable mentions. I'm going straight to number one. And my number one that I, I don't think I've ever stalked anybody to sign him like I did this one. And Tim was there. The fabulous ones. Getting Steve Kern signed. You know, I went through the line at CAC. I shook his hand. I got a picture taken with him. You know, there was a big line. It's like, okay. And I said to Tim, it's like, you know what? It's, I don't know what time. It was probably midnight, 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm not leaving until I talked to him about this game. Because they were on the first TV show I ever saw for pro wrestling. You know, I I just loved the fabulous ones. They were so cool um, in the AWA. And um, I wanted to get them. And in the words of Steve Vinskoff, mission accomplished. So I was super happy to get them. And fans, here's what I did. I wrote down everybody we talked about tonight. And I'm going to do one of those word bubble things to see who percolates to the top. And maybe those top five and honorable mentions will be named the top five of uh, of 2021 in terms of legends cards that came out, but fans certainly in, in the comments section, when we post this, please, we'd love to hear from you of what your, your top five uh, favorite releases from the legends line for 2021 are. And, you know, certainly if you want to talk about other lines as well, you can, um, but this is, you know, good grief. We've been talking for our, a couple hours now. So We'll have to do other lines at another time. Okay. And with that, we're going to go to shout outs. You know what? We're going to, uh, Corey is going to weld on a group watch uh, in between that. So we'll give him a chance to do that right now. Fans. So this didn't make my top five, six matches the other day. I don't think this was on my list. It wasn't even honorable mention, but this is definitely one of my favorite matches, which just goes to show on any given day, you might think, Hey, this is one of my favorite matches. So this match uh, kind of flies under the radar because it was on Action Zone in uh, 1994. Uh, it's Shawn Michaels and Diesel defending the WWF Tag Team titles against 123 Kid and Razor Ramon. If you've never seen this, you really should. I, I know it's out on um, Daily Motion. I don't think it's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's on Peacock because we were just talking off air. We don't know how to search that thing. That thing kind of stinks. So I'm pretty sure it's not. I don't think they have at least full Action Zone episodes. So. Well, that's a shame because this match is fantastic. It is. It is. It might be in one of the Shawn Michaels collections that that's, they have on there. That's what I was thinking. If it's on there, maybe one of the one of the Coliseum releases or, or some compilation. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, it's from the October thirtieth, nineteen ninety four episode of Action Zone. And Corey, you can count us down. All right. So wherever you're watching it from, uh, it looks like it's at the beginning of the episode. It is. Or, I believe okay. so. 
Okay, well, so we'll assume that everybody's found the same uh, same format. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Corey, did we watch this match live? No, I guess we wouldn't have. No, but I remember, I remember you telling me like I, I, I'm assuming you read the spoilers in the Observer or something, and you said I think you had me tape it because I don't know if you had cable at the time or what it was. But my I, relationship I, with cable in college was on again, off again. Sure, sure. And I, I just remember you made a big deal out of it. And I thought for a match on Action, action Zone, I, you know, because sometimes we'd get home to watch Action Zone after church and we'd get, join it in progress. But I, I remember. Telling mom we gotta get home. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, they're bushwhacked by the champions there. So one, two, three, kid, and, and uh Razor Ramon are the fan favorites. Mm -hmm. I do remember, Chad, when Michaels and Diesel won the belts. Dad and I came to visit you at Ames. It was we had just come from fishing in Canada and you told me that they won the belts because it was mm -hmm. very unexpected that they won the belts. So that I do remember that little tie-in. Yeah, did they beat the oh. Head Shrinkers or who did they beat? Yeah, and at a house show, it was the night before SummerSlam 94 because Diesel was oh, an yeah. Intercontinental champ, lost that to Razor at SummerSlam. Wow, Razor's Edge already. Right. Oh, <laughs> oh yikes. Oh, just saved. I was going to say, you don't see many kickouts of the Razor's Edge. <laughs> oh. But it was the first 47 seconds of the match. Right, right. Yeah. But no, but they they uh they won it at a house show. I think it was Indianapolis, and then lost, then Diesel lost the Intercontinental belt the next night. Yep. Big deal at the time, fans. Throws them back in. Oh. Kid. You know, three out of the four guys in this match got their start or spent some of their formative years in in the state of minnesota mm -hmm. uh one two three kid wasn't in the awa but he was in pro wrestling america the eddie sharky promotion yeah. yeah just recently watched some matches with him and jerry lynn teaming up at a bar in fridley minnesota oh, yeah. what was um, that? some were, was, were they just beating the crap out of guys or well you know, they were the having some beers and the one match <laughs> i watched was them against brad ringens and mr saito so no <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, nice, nice power bomb! Nice. Yeah. That that bar in Fridley, I think, is now a Walgreens. It's not even an arena oh. anymore. You suitable for wrestling? <laughs> what was it called? It was like a dude's oh, Walgreens now that's suitable for wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was. I want to say it's like Eddie's or you know it's somebody's name like that. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll think of it here. But it was yeah. It was their TV taping spot Ooh. for a few years there? Nice little hip toss choke slam, Dealey Bobber. Mm -hmm. Throwing around like a piece of trash. <laughs> yeah, although Kevin Nash wasn't the the best in you know uh, in in recent times. I mean, he mm -hmm. he did do the big man thing really well, right? Especially yeah, this time frame he was he 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 made an effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, especially he's in there. You know, you got four friends in there with each other. Sure. Yeah. So and you got and you get the one, two, three kid who weighs about 170 pounds <laughs> here, and so right. he's able to pick him up and toss him around pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was nice. Nice. To kind of pick him up for a back body drop, and he drop kicked out of it. There's oh, the here's the tag. Yeah. 
what was that WWF game we used to play, Corey, on Super Nintendo? Was it Royal Rumble or something? I think they had a, they have all four of these guys in that. Uh, yeah, I think discus punch. I think, oh, I think nice. it was. I think it was Rumble. Yeah. Nice slam by Razor. Yeah, this would have been around the time that uh, that I went up to see uh, that that match in Niagara Falls that had a Wonder mm. Blaze against Bull Nakano. Yeah, which was the only reason I I drove to Niagara Falls to see the match. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I wasn't living in Buffalo at the time, but falls to see it just for that and one of the matches was sean and diesel against somebody for the tag titles and michaels was worth the price of admission i mean he was even when he was on the apron he was bouncing around and doing stuff and <laughs> it was really it was very good he did a great job i forgot that vince did announcing on this show yeah oh nice tag Ooh, blind tag there. Yeah. Oh, big clothesline. Mm -hmm. And an elbowgan. Look at the look on the kisser. <laughs> oh, gosh. We need to sign Tom Pettingill. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then tear it up. <laughs> yep. We need a Todd Pettingill and Stephanie Wyand announced team. Oh, Remember those ding dongs from that Saturday yes. morning bullshit? Yep. They were uh they were something. <laughs> they were special. Oh that's a cool life. I love when Todd Pettengill used to host their slammies because he'd do a little musical number. He was hilarious at that. Mm -hmm. He'd do like parody. That, that's really stuff. more in his alley, you know, up his yeah. alley kind of thing. In his junior. Yep. yep. Big wind up punch in the kisser. Yeah, so Stu is not able to join us tonight because actually he um, there was an incident this morning. Unfortunately, fancy overdosed on eggnog. <laughs> he, has a, he has a severe belly ache right now, some cramping. <laughs> and has actually has a he has high levels of nutmeg. So right now he's unable yep. to join us. Mm. Sidewalk slam. His nutmeg tolerance wasn't as high as he had thought. No, I mean nutmeg. No, he overestimated. Nutmeg, it can be a dangerous animal. Yeah. If he ever becomes lactose intolerant, he'll he'll just he 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 may be suicidal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at this. Boot ram. Hanging on good, the ropes there. That'd be a good tag team move to put on a card. Mm-hmm. Good idea. So with this. After the the ladder match at SummerSlam, the, the ladder match the ladder match at WrestleMania, the first well the first pay per view. Well, but one. the one year they did a rematch. No, yeah, this was this was before that one. Oh, because they were both faces then, weren't they? Correct. Yeah, and Mike, yeah Michaels yeah. was Intercontinental Champ in that one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's okay. I'm so embarrassed. No, no, no. Oh my god, I'm gonna punch myself in the face on camera. He's punching himself in the face, fans. 
Yeah, see, that's one thing I can never remember. I can never remember like the years and the sequence of events. I can remember matches, but I have no idea when they happened or what year they were or what the whole sequence was. After about 2005 is when I get blurry, but before that, I'm okay. Oh, no, Ooh, no, nice no, 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 no. Oh, oh, nice drop kick. Mm-hmm. He didn't really use it a lot later, no. but he threw a nice one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at the way he has him. Snake eyes. Oh, yeah. He did have a good abundance of good moves. Mm-hmm. I always liked, I liked Diesel. Once it became Kevin mm-hmm. Nash on WC, not so much a yeah. fan. But I liked, yeah. like that match he had with Bret Hart when yeah. Diesel was champion. Yep. That was good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, I understand why they put him over Backlund so fast. To, to to do it but i mean still it was like yeah. it's kind of a slap in the face to bob you know yeah right. for sure yeah, for I sure like that either even though he was wacky bob backland kind of yeah. at that at that stage with the yeah but and backland had just beaten heart and i mean they should have at least done it, given him a couple minutes yeah And yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be, it'd just be a few weeks after this that Diesel won, won the big belt, won all three belts in a year, which at that time was a big deal. Not sure anybody else ever did that. Uh, at least no one of significance. Right. Probably in the WWF and the Attitude Era. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, you know right. when Shawn Michaels and, and then they, Steve then Austin they the Euro- tag for they a won week, the yeah. European title and the yeah you know, yeah hardcore title and mm-hmm. and that was just on Raw. Mm-hmm. Wow, nice. Yeah, he left his Something face. Yeah. yeah, nice shoulder that block. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the days of tape trading, I bought a, a comp DVDs only specifically because this match was on there's like 12 matches on there i'm like oh this match is on i need to have it on dvd <laughs> this is such a good match i just yeah i just remember being blown away mm-hmm. and yeah and this wasn't even you know their top show it was i mean yeah, they went sunday when they morning switched, yeah when they switched to action zone i mean it was you know more than all american wrestling had been but it was still kind of just you know largely squash matches Ooh, this match starts things off and gets it going. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, hang on. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, man. That's not right. Sorry. I like the fact that fans are still like engaged and going, no, mm-hmm. he didn't tag. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Come on. Oh, they're cheating! <laughs> they're cheating! 
Oh, they've oh, got man. my who's got my egg. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, have you John listen- Michaels has my egg. Have you listened to the new Cornette experience from mm-hmm. Brian Last? Brian Last, dude, Brian Last was hilarious. I was cracking <laughs> me up. He's doing, egg. He's doing egg. a Vince McMahon imitation of nice. the egg. <laughs> nice. I love when when Austin Theory came in to 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 do the uh, to give himself up, and he's like, "What's your name?" Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, geez. "Well done, Vince. Way to yeah. put the talent over." Idiot. Oh my gosh, it was bad. He came oh. in to get a selfie. What's your name again? But back to this good match. Uh, yeah. Michael's peppering him with some punches. Mm-hmm. Laying him in. Yep. Oh, might have gone to the well one too many Uh-oh. times. Boom! Oh, the spit. big spit. Yep. Oh, that was... Well, I don't know what that was supposed to be. But, you know, they didn't panic. <laughs> nope. Yep. Choke slam. Yeah, that's right. Razor did that choke slam. Mm-hmm. The kid the is, kid going, is banana. going banana. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tim, what are you drinking? Um, whiskey. Oh, yum. With three ice cubes. Two nice. more than Mike Molesky likes in his. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I have three Ooh. times the ice of my. <laughs> oh, the ref didn't see it. Come on. Oh, come on. He tagged. Oh, oh. this is the sweet chin music. Oh, my God. I love that spot. Mm-hmm. Fans, you're going to see a super kick sold like it's never been sold before. <laughs> because Diesel is now dead. <laughs> yeah, the best sell job diesel's ever done yep. yeah Boom, now it was the last doing. time diesel sold a move yeah yeah <laughs> <his> friend <laughs> i didn't get in with his flurry of kicks that's a good kid did some really Whoa. nice stuff back yeah then. yeah he did i mean i still watching him on global against jerry lynn oh yeah was so amazing good. stuff so good we'll have to review those sometimes yes Nice missile drop kick. Mm-hmm. We should do like the Gilbert that. Funk matches or the oh, Gilbert, yeah. or the, the triple, the, the triple threat with uh, not triple threat, but the, the, the three the matches, three matches with, with Cactus. Yeah, yeah, those are good. I believe I have all those. Oh, form we could watch. There's a little fall away slam. Mm-hmm. Oh. What is this? Nice. Oh, oh, nice. I don't want him. You take him. <laughs> and they're tagging in the ring. <laughs> they tag each other in the ring. Well, Way to enforce know. the rules here. Come on, Vince. <laughs> and fans, Diesel still dead. Oh, oh but he turns yes. Oh, look at that. I mean, that would have been a fan finish, but no. Yeah. Diesel still dead. That's right. And he's literally like not even flinching. No, no this is great. Nope. It's like this oh, yeah. one you just you, you just want to kick him to the outside of the ring. I mean, yeah. rocket launcher. Nice. Yeah. Kind of a weird one, but yeah, not, <laughs> no, not a great one. Awkward ant landing Michael on the splash. Yeah. 
Diesel, wake up! Diesel, wake up! <laughs> oh, nice clothesline. Oh, that might even have gotten into Larietto uh, yeah. territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael's always sold really well. Mm-hmm. There you oh, go. There you go. You couldn't have done that like five minutes ago. Oh, oh learned that from Vern Gagne. That's true. Maybe not. <laughs> I doubt Vern ever spoke to those guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bad version too. It's a Singapore sleeper. It's more of a choke. <sighs> Vern was still trying to understand that rockers didn't mean chairs. <laughs> Vern. Should be lucky they weren't the midnight polka gang. That's true. Get some accordions and go. I mean that. Yeah, I mean, would have cut that. That would have been big in Buffalo. I mm-hmm. wish with the Polish population. Here, oh my god, mm-hmm. dude! When they when I would watch AWA growing up, you know uh, the what do you call it? like the syndicated the local show, you know, constantly commercials for uh, polka mm-hmm. polka CDs featuring Frankie Yankovic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we figure out is he Weird Al's dad? No, no relation. Really? Yeah, just coincidence. They, they just play accordion like a mofo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. No, no relation. I believe last I heard, I think. Well. Hmm. Yeah, but it totally that would have AWA should have ran in Buffalo just for the polka commercials and the crusher. You mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I'll tell you, Ivan Putski was over. Yeah. I'll tell you that. When he would sit there and start, uh, he'd win the match and start uh, singing oh. some Bobby Vinton. My God, he was an over son of a gun. Nice so, slingshot into the Polish diesel starting to move. Sorry, Chad. I remember when I was a kid, there wasn't live studio wrestling shows anywhere, but out of Mankato, Minnesota, there was a live polka show on Saturday yes. afternoons. We'd watch, yeah. my, go to my grandma's grandpa's, we'd watch it sandwich between. Pro Bowling, Hee Haw, and Lawrence Welk. And yep. There I you go. You know, I used co- to watch my oh. grandmother. I used to go over there and, yeah. and watch, and she would say, "We're gonna have, we're gonna have a Lollapalooza." She used to call him. We're, <laughs> we're gonna watch Lawrence Welk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember yeah. the name of that show, Chad? I think yep, it was called Bandwagon. Yes, I think you're right. I can oh, picture. look at that leg drop! Wow! Wow! Oh, that was cool. That, that was a nice leg drop. That was a nice near fall. Now Diesel finally getting to the apron. Diesel waking the f up. Oh, one boot. Him with the boot. Oh, wow! He comes back to life for one big move, mm-hmm. and it ends the match. Fans, that Catherine, was a great match. Catherine just shut my door because I popped too loud in my office <laughs> next to her bedroom. She came and shut the door because I'm being too loud. Dad. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, nah, I, I just love this match. That was a great match. Good suggestion. That's a great Chad. match. I mean, it, you know, it's almost like an NWA style tag team. You know what I mean? It's something you would see yeah. in the late 80s. You don't expect it from these guys or even like a heart foundation you know bulldogs mm-hmm. type match in the, the mm-hmm. 80s oh yeah um but yeah i i just think this is an incredible match yeah that, that was, was that was really, really good. good okay fans so we're gonna watch a match from the big time wrestling promotion in detroit 
Um, I know this episode was on YouTube at one point. We are watching it through other means, but if you can find it, I believe it's 1968 or 69. Um, the match we're going to watch starts off the show, and it is a tag team match featuring the Hells Angels, which consisted of Chris Colt and Ron Dupree. Now, if I remember this match correctly, they don't really give them names. It's just kind of Angel 1 and Angel 2. Uh, but the Hells Angels, they're going to take on J.J. Dillon and Arnold Scullins. This is kind of an interesting uh, studio tag team match that we'll watch here. And, and two, two great managers before they were managers. So. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. All right, gentlemen, are we ready? Ready. All right. Yeah. Let's get going. Three, two, one, play. There we, there we go. go. Worldwide <laughs> yep. Worldwide Sports presents Worldwide <laughs> Pants. <laughs> let's let's go ringside. <laughs> With Lord Layton. Oh, look at the hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Competitors already in the ring as, as the show is being introduced. And either either Hell's Angels are the champs or they have large belt buckles. I'm not quite mm -hmm. sure which. Yep. Yep. Ooh. Those are championship belts. <laughs> Those are fantastic titles. Those are fantastic titles. They are nice, actually. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. J.J. Dillon, the cowboy. Mm -hmm. yep. Look He's at freaking wearing... Arnold Skoland. Holy <laughs> crap. He's got some J shoulders on him. J.J. Yeah. not wearing his patriotic cowboy gear on his uh, promoter it prime card. Like <laughs> looks like he combed his hair with buttered toast. But Yeah, he may have. Was the style at the time? Yeah, <laughs> look at Get JJ's product cloth. in there. <laughs> it's like they're they're speaking quietly, like this is golf, mm -hmm. right? The announcers. Yeah, I love it. Uh, we don't want He's to going up to the 18th tee. Mm -hmm. We don't want to disturb the Hell's Angels because they might come out and beat us. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> I'm surprised they probably. Yeah, well, I don't know if they ever get any shit or not from the the biker club oh yeah they did they did that's I, why yeah. what's is not left wrestling oh that's mm -hmm. right yeah that's right mm -hmm. i forgot about that. <laughs> he got shot yeah stabbed yeah. or kicked in the dingus Both. <laughs> we're gonna beat Perhaps him all three then we're gonna shoot him then we're gonna kill him <laughs> that's right fans peewee herman right here on uncharted I territory I just recently showed my wife that clip so she understood Danhausen's tequila spot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hell's Angels removing all of their uh, their chains and ring gear and their apparel. Very, yeah, very interesting <laughs> ring gear for the time, though. Still wrestling in jeans and then a shirt. And mm -hmm.
I'm guessing Chris Colt probably carried a lot of the in-ring action. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, who is it's Colt and who? Ron Dupree. You were I think Ron you were Dupree off when, I did, when I did the intro, but Ron. Oh, Dupree. sorry. That's okay. I've been sleeping. I mean, I think there were a couple versions of the tag team, but because Fargo was were... one of them. Yeah, Don Don Fargo. Right? Yeah. yeah. When what? Who wasn't Don Fargo? I think he was actually in the in the Rock and Roll Express. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> he was Ricky Fargo. I, I, I think he was Fred Gibson or something like that. Yeah. I don't quite remember that. He teamed with Strangler Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, because the Fargo. I think Don Fargo was in the team where the guy got shot. Or I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think you're right. Like, was it Jerry Lewis? Was Park? Maybe no. Somebody else. He said there was no tag. Those are some loose ropes. I'll be honest. Mm, with yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nobody's climbing up and doing doing some high spots off of those. No. I remember seeing it was an Ilio DePaulo match. Oh, that was a nice little double team forearm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing an Ilio DePaulo match where like the ropes were might have been even looser than this. Wow. And they were thick. They looked like they were like the ropes you would be climbing in gym class. Not that I ever was able to climb the rope in gym class. But, right. Um, I mean, they were good. they were really thick ropes and they were just like bouncing the whole match. Mm. What? Who was I? Holy cow! That is a that is a close announce table. Yeah. yeah, I love this studio setup here. So when I was researching for the Memphis set, I think it was a Lanny Poffo match, and pretty much somebody hit the ropes five seconds into the match, and the rope broke. And so they kind of stopped the match. Took the and they didn't fix the ropes. They decided they could not fix it during the studio time. So they basically took the top rope and drug it over to the once so it would be hanging over and just in one corner. Wow. And it was the most ridiculous looking thing. Oh. So Don Fargo teamed with Frank Dillinger as the chain gang. That okay. So that was and they've got and oh. Frank was shot in a bar fight in Wisconsin. Okay. And Fargo escaped by jumping into a river, according to the Wikipedia. I wonder if what, were... didn't didn't these guys change their name to the Chain Gang too, or no? Was I think that so. was that the yeah. Fargo? Okay, I think yeah. they these guys also later became Chain Gang when the real real uh, Hell's Angels. Angels came out when the yeah. when the biker club yeah. complained. Mm-hmm. That's just that it. There I... was some gimmick gimmick infringement going on. So yeah. when was that, Corey? According to Wiki. According to the wiki, that was 1969. So about the same time. Oh, okay. Well, I wonder if they just stole the gimmick then. Because right. I swear they were called the Hell's Angels, and that's why they changed their name. That to the chain could game. be. Could be. Yeah. I'm going, I'm just going off because wasn't and, and again, we're going, I'm going kind of off the rails here, but but wasn't Don't Dupree's we? brother in the team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's a shot. <laughs> but wasn't because because wasn't it there were the two dupree brothers 
mm-hmm. that I thought were the Hell's Angels. And I'm not sure if that was pre or post Chris Cole. Let me see what I can find out. Well, it wasn't, you know, it's not like Don Fargo. He was he called Don Fargo when he was in the changing. Yeah, because you know he was always changing his name. Sometimes he was Jack Dillinger because he was with Frank Dillinger. I think he was Johnny Mundo back then. Johnny Mundo, nice. Uh, Let's see here. He was Tom Tom the Piper's son. (laughs) Tom Tom the Filsinger. Let's see. But I know the Dupree brothers tagged, and I thought for some reason that they were the they were either originally or at some point known as the Hell's Angels. So they weren't legitimate brothers, but yes, it was Ron and Chuck Dupree. Um, Let's see here. Now, are they related to the the Rene Dupree later? I don't believe so. Oh, because his dad was. Oh no, that was Emil Dupree who ran. Emil, yeah, yeah. ran the territory. Maybe maybe Chris Colt was was the other Dupree then. I don't know. Oh yes, okay, yep. So then, so then Chuck Dupree is Chris Colt. That's the same. Oh okay. He just changed his name. Oh, oh my God! He's climbing those shitty ropes. Oh, I spot (laughs) off the off the shaky ropes. Oh, that'll God. do it. There's the shaky, shaky knee drop right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. So, yeah, With when the they came win. to Detroit, when they came to Detroit, he became Chris Colt and they became the Hells Angels, the California oh, okay. Hells Angels. Hmm. So, wow. Back in studio. So poor here. JJ. Mm-hmm. So, we're sticking around for this next match because it's Thunderbolt Patterson. Woo! Where that purple coat? Where that purple coat he told me about? Yeah, this is, this, this is a, a rule breaking Thunderbolt Patterson, as we'll see. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that swag. <laughs> oh. Kevin oh, High. Nice Polish boy. Uh, look there at that him. guy. He looks like freaking. That, that's Gol- a jacket. He looked like Gomer Pyle became I was, a special I was going to say, is that Jim Neighbors? That like- <laughs> got, a little, got a little poof going on the hair. Yeah. And- yeah. He obviously took, you know, every penny he made in wrestling and, and bought that ring jacket. <laughs> John Parker. He, he just did not want to pronounce that last name. The no, <laughs> it's like me. When Is I it Jim? One time oh, we were, we do birthday shout outs, you know, and I was doing one for some kid. Well, not kid. He was like 18, 20. <laughs> and he had some Italian last name and I completely. He was like 45. Him. Yeah. But the bad thing is I'm Facebook friends with him, but I just never figured out how to pronounce his name. But no, nah, I, I, I did bad. Yeah. I apologize to him. No, oh, he's doing that little wiggly choke. I always yeah. like that. I know. You learned so that. Let on me the... just blatantly. Do the, the arm wiggle so that you know I'm choking this guy. He did that on the streets of Waterloo Ooh. and a double thrust to the throat. Learned that from Dan Gable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, Thunderbolt coming a off. Huge high apron. spot off the yeah. apron for T Bolt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any of his bumps. <laughs> oh, punch to the throat. 
<laughs> I've seen that smile before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gomer coming back here. Oh, there you go. Little headlock and give him a little business in there. Oh, a <laughs> god awful knee lift. A horrible <laughs> knee lift. The Mayberry knee oh. lift. Oh! <laughs> and then not a good not a, a stomp to the mid thigh by by T Bolt. You think uh, Tom watched Thunderbolt and that's where he got the twin thrust for Genghis Khan from right oh, there. There you go. Oof. Oh. I'll have to pull this up and show it to T-Bolt next time I see mm-hmm. him. I'm, I'm going to get the Polish Falcons after him for this. Mm-hmm. What are the Polish Falcons? Are they like the Hells Angels? The the kind of yeah. I'm gonna send them to Iowa. They're coming after T Bolt. Uh oh. Poof. Jeez. There were even wimpy turnbuckles too. Yeah, that the that's a rotten ring. Mm-hmm. Wrapping some knees. Oof. Big uppercut punch. Oh, oh that's how we went. Oh, that, that was not necessary. I remember watching this match, try to get some ideas for T-Bolt. When yeah. We him. And yeah. I'm like, Didn't help. Moves, but like, what was the finish there? <laughs> oh. Well, that was an interesting pair of matches Big from punch. Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, in this same big time wrestling episode, we have a unique match with Mark Lewin against Ox Baker. Now, if you watch this video fans, you might not recognize Ox Baker, but I promise you it is the Ox Baker Uh, earlier in his career. He had hair. He didn't have a a crazy mustache. Uh, He looked, looked more like a, a father of the sixties rather than a uh, maniacal brawler. So, uh, but we'll go to that match next year. Um, In our video, it's at about 25 minutes and 10 seconds. Uh, It's after the, uh, the Jess Ortega match if you're watching the whole episode. So, uh, gentlemen, are we ready? Ready to rock and roll. You bet. Just, just like the announcer here, ready to rock and roll. Okay, let's watch this uh, match in the early career of one Ox Baker. Three, two, one, play. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here in American Bandstands now. That's what this announcer reminds me of. Mark Lewin, yay. Yay, the fans just simultaneously. <laughs> and yes, fans, that is wow. Oxtaker. That you is the do, Oxtaker. You could do a brother tag team with him and George Steele from this time when they both had the same haircut and same mm-hmm. amount of fur. Yeah, both in the Detroit area. Uh, They've been asking for this bout, and so have we, fans. Man, Ox just doesn't look anything like Ox. No. Future cookbook writer, Ox Baker? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, the false handshake. Ox Baker oh. invented the false handshake. Mm-hmm. 
he was the first man to fake a handshake. <laughs> hey, what if I did this? What if I pretended to shake a hand and then really didn't? It'd never fly. <laughs> the sheik told him, don't you do it. But he did. Oh, and Detroit was never the same. Nope. <laughs> and of course, Mark Lewin gets announced from New York City because God forbid you announce anybody from Buffalo. Oh, nobody's yeah. ever heard of Buffalo. It's all the same, right? <laughs> It's only like an hour apart to, right? to people to, to people that aren't from new york yes oh yeah yeah well, i'm right next to new york city it's just that eight or nine hours that separate it when i uh when i lived in the dominican republic and i tell people that i'd i'd been to new york state and not new york city they had a hard time imagining that so i had to show them a map of new york and they're like whoa this is pretty big <laughs> Oh yeah, when I was down in Smokey at the fan weeks, people would be like, "Oh, must be really nice living so close to New York City." I'm like, "I'm actually on the, I'm I'm closer," or I said, "You're closer to Memphis than I am to, uh, to New York City." Mm -hmm. Oh, Baker with the arm ringer. Oh, nice moving there. Mm -hmm. It's as technical as Ox got. Oh, (laughs) nice drop toe into a single leg. Mm Hmm. Now, later in their careers, both of these men would become wild men, crazy out of control brawlers. Mm-hmm. Not today, fans. Not today. Not today. Ox Baker, also from Waterloo, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Him and uh, T Bolt could form the Waterloo connection. Mm-hmm. I don't know Waterloo why. Warriors. <laughs> Lou, and, Lou and helping him with a nice hamstring stretch there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bear hug. Double forearm clamp. Oh, that didn't last. No. It's, treats him like yesterday's garbage because mm-hmm. he is. <laughs> no offense, Tox Big. I'm just saying Mark Lewin's got to be the, he's got to be the, uh, what do you call it? The favorite in this match. Yeah. You would think. I would say so. So Ox's uh, repertoire wasn't seriously different than when he was yeah. a lot further. <laughs> it's like we're choking, we're like overhand forearm smashing, we're bear choking hugging. some more, mm-hmm. bear hugging. Now, what I haven't noticed are Ox's eyebrows mm. as uh, wild as they later were. Mm-hmm. It doesn't uh, look like it. No, they're I mean, a little furry, but not they're, even they're, close. Yeah. They're getting there, you know. I wonder if he had eyebrow implants or what he used to harvest those wonderful eyebrows later. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ooh, double knee lift. Love the double knee lift. Ox is sporting the, uh, the the Tim Dalton hairline, <laughs> slightly, slightly, maybe maybe like seven or eight years ago. Tim Dalton hairline. <laughs> back him up. How far back do you want him, Ox? <laughs> Not a big ring. It's like back him up, and he Lewin wasn't anywhere near the ropes. Mm-hmm. Lewin will be out in the crowd soon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
We'll back him up to Sault Ste. Marie and <laughs> nice <laughs> grinding headlock. Oh, whoa, nice roll through. Dan Curtis probably taught him that. Mm -hmm. Probably yeah. in Buffalo. In it's Buffalo. Called, it's called the Beetleman roll. <laughs> Big body slam oh. there. Nice. Oh, double foot stop. Maybe he taught that to Kevin Sullivan. Oh, he's got that sleep hold. Sleep hold. The Lewin sleeper. Uh oh. Oh boy. 99 Ox. Oh, you knew when his when his tongue started coming out, you knew that was gonna be the end. Dream of your cookbook. There you go. Did you guys ever see that 350 days? No, I I still need to watch that. Maybe God, that thing is the biggest piece of shit ever. <laughs> it's so freaking I mean, it's not supposed to be humorous, but by God, we wouldn't watch that in the theater the day it, you know was escaped. And uh it we just laughed. I'm like, this is not supposed to be a comedy, but we just laughed mm -hmm. the whole time. <laughs> and the, the Ox Baker cooking segment. My wife had never uh, really encountered Ox Baker until then. And oh, he's going to wake him up. Mm -hmm. Now, this is old well, you school. Have you mm -hmm. have to wake him up. <laughs> What's he going to do? How's he going to wake him? Oh, my. Kind of rocking him, cranking the neck. Interesting. I've never seen this method. Yeah. I've just seen, oh. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the old slap to the back of the neck. Uh. All right. Well, another great match here on our little big time wrestling salute. <laughs> what? Schmaz. Okay, and we're back from that group watch, and that was a fantastic series of matches. And you know, we we recorded that a while ago, so I'll have to watch just to remember who we what we watched or what we did. I know T Bolt was on there. I know I you know what it'll be a surprise. It's it's a great collection. It's yes, a, it's a it's a shorter group watch, but it's a fun one. What's old is, is it fabulous? Game? Oh, it's it, fabulous. Well, yeah, in its it own is way. fabulous I, in but, its own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you know, since it is the holiday season, we'll give our friends the opportunity to do some shout outs too. So, Sam, do you have anything? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll give a couple quick shout outs. You know, one of the names that uh, I feel like we could have even mentioned while we were talking about our top five and honorable mentions is Mark James. Uh, Mark James is a big help. And, and, you know, you guys were so nice in giving me credit for Lance Russell. But without Mark, I never would have gotten hooked up with Lance's son and never would have had the opportunity to, to even make that uh, approach and get that signing. So uh, I definitely want to give it a shout out to Mark. Uh, you, you know, you've, you've heard it a lot. His books are amazing. Um, check them out. You'll also hear his voice uh, on the next episode of roll up which may have been released before this one or after i don't know i haven't edited it yet to be completely honest with you so who knows exactly what it's going to get released it'll be before new year's though uh and then i also want to give a quick shout out to matt charlton uh at shining wizard ds over on twitter uh matt's new book uh j crown volume three will be coming out very very soon he confided in me the other night that he thinks it's his best work yet which is saying something because i've loved the first two volumes uh having gotten a, a peek at a couple of little things here and there and of course the art that he posts every day on twitter i think it is going to be phenomenal the amount of research he does the the amount of just pro wrestling knowledge that he has um is, is pretty incredible and he's just a, a lovely 
gracious, compassionate human being, never lords his knowledge over anybody. Um, just a really, really great guy. So check him out on Twitter and pick up those books if you haven't had the chance to yet. And then, of course, you can always find us over at Roll Up um, every week. Todd, Mike, myself, well, sometimes Mike. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we always have a heck of a lot of fun. It's been such a pleasure to be uh, on Uncharted Territory. And, uh, you know, I've said this to Chad before. It's the God's honest truth. The only podcast I listen to with regularity is Uncharted Territory. That's that is one hundred percent honestly the truth. I, I I there are other podcasts that maybe I'll drop in on here and there from time to time, but the only one I listen to every week that's destination for me is Uncharted Territory. You know, I kind of tongue in cheek remarked that uh, uh, Roll Up was your your number three favorite Phil Singer Games related podcast on our last episode, uh, and and for me that might be true because my number one is Uncharted Territory. So thank you guys so very very much. This was a heck of a lot of fun. I could do this all night. I, I could too. Stu, he'd be he'll be nodding off here. We're gonna lose some of these East Coast guys here soon, I think. <laughs> a Central Standard Time guys will stay on the line here for a while. <laughs> all right, uh, Todd, do you have anything to share? Uh, well, let's see. I did want to give uh, one shout out uh, to somebody that uh, you know we, we lost uh, earlier today. I just uh, saw across my Twitter feed, uh, and that's from um, the big mind and voice uh, from the NFL, uh, and that is John Madden. Uh, I think oh. many of the younger generation probably know John Madden more so from the video game. Uh, which is really a revolutionary video game. And he had so much to do with the development and making his insistence of making it a real life football simulator. I think really kind of, you know, just really opened up that, that game and, and all probably all real life sports video games there. I think he has a lot to do with that. Uh, but yeah, just a brilliant, brilliant mind and, and voice and, and definitely be uh, very well missed. Didn't hear that. I'm, I'm a little verklempt. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry to break that. No, no, no. Wow, I'm taking it back. You know, uh, I about 25 years ago, I got John Madden's tailgating cookbook, and I still have that. And he had some wonderful. He was like a big barbecue guy, and he said the one thing he didn't like about coaching is he missed out on tailgating. <laughs> so he would <laughs> throw all these barbecues in the off season and stuff to to catch up with it. So, well, bless him. All right, Mike. Well, well, Todd stole my thunder there because I had seen the news about uh, Coach Madden uh, right before we came on, and and I want to give out as as a as a coach, I always appreciated uh, number one as an announcer how he talked, he explained the game to you without talking down to you about it. A lot of coaches have a hard time talking to people who don't understand the game. And, and he always broke it down for you. And sometimes it was boom and whap were the words that mm-hmm. explained it to you. But you got what the game, what was happening in the game because John Madden explained it to you in, in a down-to-earth way that, that wasn't condescending at all. Um, and I thought that I always appreciated that as a kid listening to him. As a coach, his record speaks for itself. And then as Todd alluded to the video game, I remember I got the very first Madden game and it was a computer game. It wasn't a console game. And I remember designing my own plays, you know, in John Madden. And you would see the guy, you could, it had a design mode where you could actually see the, how the players would move before yeah. you actually got on the field with them. And then they, it would be worse on the field. But, but you know, yeah. you got the idea, <laughs> like how, how, you know, you could see how you might be screwing it up even before you, you put it on the field. And 
to me, it was very much a coach thing. And I'm sure he insisted on it being there in the original game. And it, it's kind of lost. It's, you know, it's gone out of the game since then, but the, but the way you could design plays in that original game was amazing. And uh, I just, you know, he was, he was the soundtrack of the NFL with Pat Summerall and, 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 uh, you know, have both of them gone now is, is a sad day uh, for, you know, not just football fans, but sports fans in general. So that's my shout outs. Yeah. And I think more thing to add about the game there, like it's just amazing what business for, you know, foresight he had instead of taking just a flat payment to work on the first game, they were trying to get his name in there. He's like, yeah, instead of that, why don't you give me a percentage of the company? instead uh which obviously was <laughs> much more much bigger in the long term plus i think didn't he invent the six-legged turkey for the thanksgiving games <laughs> if he didn't invent turduck and he made the market he, he yeah he he pretty much made that a household word so yeah yeah or a I household th- bird <laughs> ah in his cookbook, he's talking about the six-legged turkey, and one of the guys asked him, well, how many legs does a turkey have? <laughs> okay, Stuart. I got three quick shout-outs. Number one, we did a Tacky Lights tour last night down in Richmond, Virginia, which was absolutely fabulous. And to every person who's ever put up a Tacky Light, God bless you. That was just fabulous to see. What saw, the hell is a tacky light? It's Gus Griswold. It's it's the uh, as many lights as you can possibly put on a house as you can po- that you know that that the house will be able to support. So is it tacky <laughs> lights or a tacky light? Tacky lights. Well, oh, tacky lights. Tacky light. Ah, I thought it was like I thought it was some kind of lights like T A C H Y light. Like I'm like, what the hell is that? No, no, no. Just over-the-top lights gotcha. for Christmas, yes. There's a whole tour down in Richmond, and we did it last night, and it was just fabulous. Uh, number two, if you have not picked up the FTR set, let me just recommend that you do so, promoters. That's just a fun set. I said it on the discussion board. Harkens back to when we first started playing this game. It's just fun. It's just good wrestlers, good storylines, and it leaves you plenty of room for your imagination to uh, run wild and just run with it. So uh, some good new talent being brought in on this edition. I really, really am enjoying it. And the blur is my, all, my new favorite character in champions in the champions corner of the universe. Uh, the third shout out, we had a hockey episode a little while ago and may I recommend the 2022 NHL winter classic that is coming up. If you are not a hockey fan, uh, it might make you one. These are the games that are held out outside and typically uh, for the Winter Classic in a football stadium, although not always. But this year, it's uh, the Blues, I think, are taking on the, the Minnesota Wild, I think, in Minneapolis and promises to be. It's always a spectacle. Uh, hockey outdoors is absolutely fantastic. And I recommend it for anyone who has even a passing interest in the sport. It's just a fun watch. And with that, I say good night, Denmark. And thanks to uh, the roll-up guys for joining us on this extravaganza. Or is it at Target Field? I believe so, yes. Yes. Yeah, I believe it is is at Target. Yeah, Yeah, I think it is. Stuart, what's your your NOG situation? How much do you still have enough for a couple weeks? I got got enough probably through mid-January, and then it's going to, the supply will run out. 
All right. I just want to make sure that supply chain BS wasn't affecting you. No, all good things come to an end. Okay. No. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, just to echo, yeah, the, the FTR set is just, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of great characters in there. So hats off again to Lop for, for putting that together. And um, yeah, I might have to bust out the dice and do a little stuff with those guys. I do love, you know, we kind of teased the, about the blacksmith before, but the storyline about how he fell in love with the belt and it's it's That's cool he, he's like Gollum, kind of right yeah, <laughs> you totally. know? my precious awesome. i, I, yeah. I love that that's what yeah, we talked about with rob on the last episode of yes Roland. i listened yeah, to that. yeah, I, listen. yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I love that character i love that story all right tim so i got a i got a few i think uh i just want to want to thank the uh the roll-up crew uh for for coming on uh first of all um i want to wish everybody a happy new year since we're recording this on December 28th, uh, I, I just want to say happy new year to everybody and all our listeners out there and, and all the crew that are on the, on the horn with us here tonight. Um, couple, uh, couple birthdays, uh, from December 28th, one that had a big effect on the game. Fortunately, both are no longer with us, but, uh, Stan Lee, uh, who obviously was a big influence on Tom, big influence on, uh, champions of the galaxy and, and getting that going, and then uh, just a personal one, Alex Chilton, who passed away uh, a, a while back, uh, would have been his birthday. And he was the, the, the front man for both the box tops and Big Star. And uh, I just thought he was a seriously uh, great creative guy. And uh, lastly, I want to thank my, my close personal friend, Stuart Lowry, who told me about the Book of <laughs> Basketball, which is about 17,000 pages long, roughly. At least, um, so I haven't like cracked this. I oh. haven't cracked the spine on it yet, like Renegade would have. But um, uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm looking forward to getting into that one, and uh, and 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 taking a good read of that in 2022. So it's uh, a good. Yeah, thanks, Stu. I appreciate that, and uh, you know, everybody, thank you again for listening and and for hanging out with us for the year, and uh, hopefully we'll put together adequate content uh, for the next year too. So we'll uh, we'll see you shortly. We strive to be perfectly adequate. That that book, it looks like this thing we used to have called a phone book. That thing is huge. Oh, it, it's enormous. <laughs> it is unbelievable. I, I read the hardcover of it. They've added more than the soft cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's updated it. It's yeah. fabulous to read. It's got nothing on the ball is round, which is a book about international football. That book would dwarf that book it's huge also i just want to say i'm so glad you said alex chilton 13 that song was actually played uh at my wedding by a dear friend of mine she she played that song uh uh, for my my wife and i on guitar as part of the ceremony so i'm a big big fan of big star and and wanted that that song in the wedding ceremony hey Corey. Yeah, I'll just echo thanks uh, for the the roll up crew being on our show. Definitely check out their uh, their show each week, and uh, looking forward to hearing from uh, from Mark James again. Also, want to give attention to our other content providers, of course, Grant Pachoco and his great Filsinger Games fan podcast, and on YouTube, uh, Steve Tower at After Further Review, which is on YouTube, Dave Little and Heartland Championship Wrestling on YouTube, Lee Longpre and the Dizzy Dice Podcast. Hope to hear some more episodes, Lee, and Brock Atkinson at the Brockster Builds on Twitch and on YouTube. Um, also wanted to kind of put in a plug for an episode we hope to do in a couple of weeks here. Uh, Chad put a, a post on the discussion board this afternoon about this, but we hope to do another Ask Us Anything episode. So please, uh, if you have any questions, you can email them to us. 
uh, or send in an audio question. We love putting audio questions in the show. And I'll put the little commercial at the end of the show here after, uh, after everything about how you can do that. So please, if you have any questions that you'd love to send us, we love hearing from you and we'd love to answer your questions. Yeah, it was really exciting. I put that post up and within 10 minutes, we got two questions. That's awesome. And then we haven't got any since. So I don't know. It could be a short Come on, show. promoters. We'll Come see on, what promoters. happens. We'll see what happens. So, uh, you know, I want to give a couple of shout outs to people that we should have done shout outs for during the whole, all the cards thing. Um, I mean, without Travis Heckle, that Memphis set would have looked a lot different. Um, so, you know, thank you so much, Travis. You know, he's what I what I call a bat connector. He he got us hooked up with a lot of folks. He signed some folks himself. Um, so thank you, Travis, for all your hard work. Um, and uh, he made a couple people's lists. Uh, shout out to Dottie Curtis, um, Don Curtis's widow. She was super nice. You know, when we met her, gosh, I feel like it's been six, seven years since she's been to the Hall of Fame. Um, but I contacted her through Facebook and, you know, um, she was, she was happy to be on board. Um, I asked her about Mark Lewin. She's like, yeah, he just fell off the map. So if anybody ever runs into Mark Lewin, grab him and get him to sign a form because we don't know where he is, but he would be awesome to have. Um, but thank you, Dottie. Um, I, I, uh, on my drive over to my in-laws, it's about a three-hour drive, I was listening to um, the roll-up episode about the Ringside Companion again because I enjoyed it. And I was just, I was terrified, though. You guys were going to mention a match that wasn't in the book. But here, here's a spoiler. Everything on that episode of roll-up in the Ringside Companion review is in the book. So, um but that was that was a fun episode. I enjoyed that one. You know, like I said, I liked it so much. I listened to it twice. And your your episode last week with FTR with Rob was was great too. So thank you guys for being on here. We really enjoyed it. And then I apologize if anybody heard my son. I could hear it through my headphones. My son's out in the living room out there, and he's playing Fortnite, and he was getting a little too into it. So I texted him and I said, "Be quiet, or I'm going to come unplug your video game." So if anybody picks up any background noise from an excited 12-year-old playing online with his friends, you know what? When I was that age, if if I could play, you know, Super Mario Brothers online with my friends, I probably would have been hooting and hollering too, or Legend of Zelda. Um, but uh, thanks to everybody who took the time to comment uh, comment last week. Uh, Travis605, Kevin the Butcher, Vegas, Matt, Will Lineup. Pariah, Toaster Boy, and Sinestro24. It seems like Sinestro24 always has the last comment that I read before <laughs> I put this list together. So uh, thank you, Sinestro, for being timely. Oh, Corey has one interruption. Sorry about that. Stu reminded me here that uh, we have, I believe, a new country. I was checking over our list of countries on the anchor list. I uh, hadn't seen any new ones for a while, but unless I missed this earlier or I've already said it on a previous episode, uh, we have at least one listener in the Czech Republic. So thank you very much for listening to our show. Uh, I know Zeke has been traveling the last couple of weeks and hit some countries. So um, Germany was already on our list and I haven't seen any other new countries that he visited show up yet. But uh, uh, but yes, thank you, Czech Republic, for tuning into Uncharted Territory. 
And you know what, fans, just just remember when you're planning your international travel, check with us to make yes. you know, maybe we can knock some off here, do it for roll up too. Talk yes. to Corey and Sam and we'll study those analytics. Maybe we can yeah. start yeah, doing yeah, like please, some kind please. of travel packages. Todd, Todd can you put that together? You're in the hospitality <laughs> industry. We're really looking for a Lithuanian listener. So yeah. please yeah. just you know let us know if you can make the trip. <laughs> I would like to hear from King Tux in Antarctica. I think that would be fabulous. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess I, I always thought just with, with, you know, being from Buffalo, I just assumed that the, the Czech Republic listener would have been Dominic Hasek uh, from the Buffalo ah, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking that might be an option. I, he might have he decided to. <laughs> I have an old roommate of mine who lives in Prague, so I'm just wondering maybe they heard I was going to be on the show. <laughs> Um, it just kind of in closing, you know, 2021 was another humdinger of a year. And, you know, whether it's in our community, whether it's in your local community, whether your job, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of reflecting and, and reading some information this past week or so about just being thankful for things um, that occurred over the past year. And I wrote a lot of stuff down for each month. And, and one of the things um, I cited were you know, the online events we had and, and building this community. But I also want to thank everybody who was able to, to show up or support the TNT Hall of Fame. You know, we came we came back this year with a great event and, and I put that down as my July um, event that I was both grateful for and proud of. Um, and, you know, whatever you can do in, in whatever facet of your life, just let's all keep working to make 2022 the best year yet. And um, with that, Happy New Year. I hope everybody is, stays safe. And uh, in the words of Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other. Hey, promoters, it's Corey again, and we would love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topic suggestions, or any other comments, and we might include your audio in a future episode of Uncharted Territory. There's two ways you can do it. You can go to tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. Again, tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. You can click the message button and record up to a one-minute message, and we can include that in a future episode. Or you can email us either audio or a written question at our email address, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Again, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Sorry, sorry, I forgot to mute. <laughs> Holy cow. Spit in the hits that you love to dance to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Here we go. It's funny. It is. And it I'm is. so itchy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my throat burns. My oh. nose runs. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Next up on this uh, cavalcade of stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
<laughs> All right.